Hey guys, 831 Podcast, episode 13. Um, I said I was going to try and get these more frequently, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm away for a week next week, but I want to try and get these so that we're doing one a week minimum. Uh, really enjoying it. I really look forward to doing it and finding new people. I've got a few people out there who I've hit up who are interested, and I've got some really interesting ones coming up soon, so I'm really... Looking forward to putting them out, and I hope that you're enjoying them. The last one with Paul Reed has got a lot of good response. So, yeah. Um, if you don't already, follow my Facebook. I'm trying to do a couple of little video things on there as well. So, my Facebook or my Instagram. Uh, Wesley Merch, obviously, on Facebook. And Wes Merch, I think, or the Immortal 831 on Instagram. So, yeah, follow that. And that should keep you up to date on everything that we're doing. Uh, as always, podcast is sponsored by Trojan Nutrition. Um, all your supplement needs in Bristol. One of the best gyms in Bristol you can ever train at. So please hit up Trojan Nutrition. Tell them you listen to the podcast. Tell them you're a friend of mine, and they will look after you. Also, GoodClearEnglish.com. Go there. Have a look at the services that Andrew, my friend, offers. He sponsored me for the Xpeer this year. So. It'd be great to hit his site up and just see more people clicking on it and and following there. So yeah, go and have a look. That's sponsors for now. As always, we're always looking for more sponsors. So if you're interested in doing anything with the podcast, then just let me know. So today's guest is um, a friend who I've known throughout all of his career. Um, when he first started MMA years ago, he trained a bit with us and then his career went off really well and really fast and he'd done really well for himself got to the UFC some nice wins in the UFC um, he's an interesting guy very vocal on Facebook social media he's a heart on your sleeve kind of guy and he's been controversial and he's had a few instances in the UFC that brought him into the spotlight so it was great to sit down and chat with him he's, just a, he's an interesting funny guy he doesn't take himself too seriously or his position too seriously so it was fun. I really enjoyed it. We just wasted a few hours away and, you know, it's just, we talk a lot of rubbish and we also, we put some serious stuff down. We just, yeah, we just chat. It was a, a good one and I think you'll enjoy it. And if you're an MMA fan, you'll kind of enjoy it. His outlook on MMA, his outlook on his career is worth listening to. If you just want to hear two guys just talk absolute nonsense, it's worth it for that as well. So yeah, here we go with episode 13. I'd like to thank for joining me and introduce you to... Brad Scott. So, episode 13 is Brad Scott. Thank you. Okay, so we're uh, here we go with Brad Scott. Brad, thanks for coming on and doing the podcast. It's uh, we've been talking about doing this for a while, and I've been really looking forward to getting you on. So, thanks for coming over. Yeah, mate, I mean, the amount of times I promised you to come over when I've actually been here is probably up in the teens. But I thought, well, I'm not doing anything today. I'm in a good place. I thought, I might as well come over. I'm sober yeah. as well, so I can drive. <laughs> right. And, I, I mean, you got you got a busy schedule. I mean, it's not like uh, everyone's busy. I know everyone's busy, but you're obviously been fighting in the UFC, trying to hold down pretty much a full-time job as well of late. So to get you over and in amongst that schedule is obviously going to be... You know, it's going to be hard work. Yeah, it's, it's 
you don't get much time to yourself and normally on a Sunday I'm a bit of a loser and a bit of a geek and I play airsoft too so I don't really have any time I'm like a full time man yeah. like Monday work all the way to Friday work and then I train every day I don't even get a gap in between work to training it's home wash gym sleep well Netflix sleep yeah YouTube sometimes can be really long time because you end up going on YouTube ooh recommended for you Ooh, recommended for you. Down the rabbit the, hole. And you're like, for God's sake, I've been on YouTube. Yeah. I only come on here to watch the Jive Bunny, and now I'm watching the Donald Trump election process. But that's just the kind of twat I am. And that's how I end, I end up doing that all the time. And I end up, well, YouTube is, I have to turn my phone off to go to bed. So yeah. <laughs> put it on the side because I'll just be on it all day looking, reading stuff. Well, what so and so said. Going on James Thompson feeds, always a laugh. Yeah, like, what's James causing shit today? But you know, you know, and then I go on there and I just shitster massively. So my time is literally built up of working, training, airsoft, and being a prick. Yeah, <laughs> I completely hear you. I uh, I'm the same. I, I worked out uh, last month. I was averaging two hours a day awake in my house. The rest of the time, I was either asleep or out training, out uh, doing something to do with paragliding or falconry or work you know it's just and even when i'm not at work if i'm in my house i'm preparing quotes or something so i understand it simplifies it's it's hard it's hard for me to fit these in for someone like you as well who it's you know you're a guest on them you're not trying to put these out it's even harder you know to, to make the sacrifice to get them in so i do appreciate it yeah i i enjoy i i, I listen to podcasts on a regular basis i used to listen to joe rogan's one but some of the guys on there are such cock smokers i just can't handle it yeah do you know what i mean but i do enjoy i am also at work i download podcasts i love debates yeah i love listening to debates um there's a few guys on there like i like i know he's a, not necessarily the greatest debate in the world but like ben shapiro for instance yeah i love it when he makes people savage yeah i love it when he tells the truth and people don't like it a lot of people don't like the truth so like you said podcasts I'm always listening to it, so it's nice to be on one. I've been on a podcast before, but I can't remember it because I was drunk. <laughs> that's the truth. Well, you're drunk. not drunk now, so no, that's no, one I, good thing. Really. Only because I got a drive home. Yeah, a drunk podcast would you say? <laughs> like it'd be fun anyway. No, I got in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> it didn't come across well. I was very, very vicious on that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Which I'm uh, going to get very fucking vicious later on in this podcast too. There'll be some fucks fired later on, trust me. That Which is why... This is why I've looked forward to getting you on as a guest. Because a, a, because I've seen your whole MMA career unfold, which is brilliant for me. Um, obviously, I've been in this fucking sport since before it was a sport. So I get to see people like yourself come from fucking the beginnings all the way up through to where you are now. And then also because, A, I think of you as you're a fucking antagonist on the internet, which is always fun. Um, you're outspoken, you're opinionated, but... You're emotional. You're not embarrassed by the fact that, listen, I'll put my whole fucking heart and soul out there. I'll be honest with people. And you're not afraid to to have your heart on your sleeve, which I really relate to because I think too many people get lost in this modern day, I'm a warrior, I'm a cage fighter, I'm a this, I'm a... And you, for me, are kind of an epitome because there's no two ways about it. You're a man's man. You're a fucking tough dude. It's, as long as I've known you, that's been true. Even when your skill set was... To where you are now to when you first started, you can, your you, skill set... You can set. say it, when I was shit. Yeah, when you were shit. But, I was but you were... Don't you are. That. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> it. And I would say I'm... 
And Paul Reed is another man who's like, he's a hard man. You're a hard man. I wouldn't class myself as a hard man. Even when it comes to fighting, I sort of absorb myself in the technical aspect. But you guys are hard men. And that was clear early on in your career. So having you on as a guest has always been, I've always wanted to get you on for those elements. Because there's so much depth that other people may not get from you because if you just follow you on social media i think social media is such a shit platform to get to know someone personally as where something like this you can put out who you are as a person and people can can understand it you know this is yeah actually what you said about facebook then is true you can't hear the way i'm saying things when i write words down on facebook you if i write something down you can interpret that in 15 different ways exactly and i'm telling you now some of the stuff i put up there i do it deliberately like you just said i thought oh this is gonna fucking stir some shit now yeah. it won't be long before i want half of the left-wing bristol pussies on air crying like a little bitch yeah share like and then i'll just like i, I done one post about ukip i didn't even know ukip fucking were at the time i know it's the uk independence party i put a post up and i just put are you Kip racist? Right? And I, I had no idea. And then someone went, yes, they are. They're this and that. And then someone else would be like, no, they're not. And then I go, so you're telling me they're not racist? Question mark. And then I'm just like, oh, you mugs. And they're all biting it. I had four or five hundred comments in the end. I was like, do you know what? i got to fucking leave this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, and like, like back to what you said again, like, I don't care. I tell people exactly how it is. I do wear my heart on my sleeve. I don't give a fuck. I cry all the time. Like, I cry if I win a fight. Yeah. I cry if I lose a fight. I cry if a fight gets cancelled. And, you know, I got... I cried, I was fucking sad. I didn't cry. I was more like fuming when the UFC didn't pay me my purse for when Fat Guts didn't... You know, Jack Marshall didn't make weight. Yeah. So this is a... This is a thing for... What happened with the... So obviously Marshman didn't make weight. You're obviously going to be... Uh, that's obviously going to evoke massive feelings for you. And rightly so. Um, now... What happened with the UFC not paying you? Because surely as soon as you make weight, you fulfilled your end of the bargain, right? But, um, do you know Gavin Reese, short, fat, horrible little cunt? Yeah, I know Gavin, yeah. Not a nice person, complete cunt. He um, got no no niceness about him, no respect. No, um, it was his fault that Jack didn't make weight. Jack was in this, what, uh, this is what I've been told. Yeah. Jack was in the hot bath for over half an hour. Gav didn't look... Well, it wasn't it? Gavin didn't look at his phone. Sat in there probably eating crisps, getting fat, watching TV. Jack was in there too long. Tried getting out, passed out and hit his head. So I didn't know this well after. I just got told Jack fucked up his weight cut. I thought, for fuck's sake, Jack, why the fuck didn't you come and knock on my door and say, Brad, I can't make weight. I say, All right. Gentleman's agreement. I'll just, just fucking fight with this. I, yeah. I like you as a person. I'm still going to fuck you up as well. Try and fuck you up. Well, yeah, fuck you up. The next day, like that. And, and all this shit. That'd have been brilliant. But but no, that that didn't happen. He ended up going to hospital because he can't remember if he hit his head or not. Like, well, all right, fair enough. You can't remember if you hit your head. I mean, I can't remember walking through your door either. And I can't remember driving either. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't remember if it was raining outside or not. You know, other bullshit stories. But the, what, the thing that pissed me off the most was that little fat cunt Gavin Reese. Right, he thinks he's hard because if he comes at me, I'll fucking smash his face in. We'll get that out of the way straight away. I don't care if he's a world champion, I'll smash his face in. He will not stop my double leg and I'll break his arms. Get that shit out of the way. The reason why I'm so angry at him is first of all, he was meant to be Jack's mate, Jack's coach, and he let him pass out in the hot bath. He could have died. 
Yeah. So we'll get that out of the way. That's like the worst call of my job in the world. Secondly, we were all downstairs in the warm-up room and I saw Jack and the old little twat walking down the hallway. And I thought, right, I've always liked Jack, got a lot of respect. I thought Gav's done amazing in his career, great boxer. He looks like a pit bull, he fights like an animal. I thought, right. I was like, all right, mate, all right. Fat Guts completely blanked me and basically growled at me. I thought, right, so he's obviously a cunt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So fuck Gavin Reese. And I'll call him out if I ever see him. I don't give a fuck. I've got no fear of him. I told yeah. you. I, I tell it exactly how it is. Um, Jack, on the other hand, when I saw him, he was respectful, but I could hear it in his voice. He was already dehydrated, and he, and he looked mid-80s then. Yeah. And I was like, this is not good if he's already dehydrated, cutting weight, and we are a long way away from making weight. I would not even thought about it. I was still drinking. Yeah, I'd not even thought about cutting water yet, so I was already a little bit worried. So then I got down. So and because he passed that in himself before he got on the scales, I therefore didn't get a chance to weigh in. So I therefore didn't get my purse. So because of Gavin being a fucking twat and not doing his fucking job, I ended up not getting paid, but I had to pay for all my camp, my flights, my coach, and all this shit. That still has to be paid. So what yeah. do I do? Pull this money out of fucking thin air? Am I going to pull it out of Gavin Reese's fat fucking ass? No. That's not how it works. So I think Gavin Reese is a piece of shit. And I cannot wait to tell him that. <clears throat> I fucking hate him. I mean, it's... Uh, it's Obviously, I mean, we, we hear your side of the story and I'm not in any way... I have no reason to doubt anything you say. But for me, it's I'm sort of of the opinion, well... You're, I having cornered probably a hundred plus fighters, guys who do massive weight cuts, guys who do small weight cuts, Paul Reed down to featherweight, Greg Knapp down to bantamweight. So he's a tall guy. Too. Yeah, I've done some. I've myself at walk at eighty four, fight at seventy kilos. I know about weight cutting. Now, Jack's not a novice fighter. Jack's fought multiple times. Twice as many fights as I have. So. For me, I'm thinking, well, at some point, someone should have recognised that there's an issue in the weight cut. I think when it comes to, to making weight, you have an obligation to the fighter who's making weight, but then you have an obligation to to your opponent, especially at a point in the UFC where we're not fucking about anymore. This is the, the elite. This is the, the top. You know, this you have an the obligation. Best. The best. You have an obligation to make weight, and as a corner team, you have an obligation to make sure your fighter makes weight safely. So if you're the cornerman and say Gav's the cornerman who's in charge of Jack's weight cut, the responsibility falls with you to ensure the weight cut goes well. Or you approach somebody and say, our weight cut's off. We need to talk to you about it. That for me is what needs to happen. I mean, when, so Chris Ogden, we went to Finland to fight. Chris Ogden was fighting a Finnish guy on a Finnish show. And Chris Ogden makes weight, we're at the sauna, he's on weight, we get to the weigh-in and uh, fight, his fighter turns up and he's four kilos off. And uh, they don't tell us, he steps on the scale, four kilos over, I'm like, well he's got two hours. And then the promoter says, he's not going to do it. I'm like, well no, he has to go and try, he has two hours to go and try. He's like, no, he's refusing. I was like, well the fight's off. He's like, oh well can't we? I'm like, no. no. Because he's saying he's not going to go and even try. Like... Go away, try, come back in two hours. Let's not have this discussion. You can cut two and he says, in two hours. So he goes, like, no, he's not going to even try. I'm like, well, if he's not going to even try, then the fight is off. It's not even up for discussion. If he's so bad that he can't make that weight, 
we don't want to fight the guy and even get injured. Oh no, you don't feel that. But then he can go and try and make weight. And for me, I think as a cornerman, it's my responsibility to ensure my fighter makes weight safely. And then it's my responsibility to ensure he fights a suitable fight with a fighter who's tried to make weight. If this guy's coming in two, three kilos heavier, then that's not suitable. And if he hasn't approached me, which the corner team knew he was going to be two, three kilos off. You know that hours before you make weight. So he could have come up and they could have said, before we got to the public weigh-in, they could have said, we're struggling. And then we could have negotiated. Tell Chris he hasn't got to go and suffer in the sauna for three hours. Exactly. That's what you mean. Let's cut exactly, That's what yeah. you really meant. Exactly. Because I was excited. If Jack had met me and said, you ain't got to cut any more weight, I'd be like, oh, well. You know. Over the fucking moon. But in, all, in reality, I'm like, fucking get in. I ain't getting in that fucking sauna again. Exactly. Like, like my corner team... Andy Cochran sits in the fucking sauna with me. Yeah. Stu would be in the bath, not in the bath with me, that's a bit fucking weird, you couldn't get him <laughs> himself, but he's in the bathroom while I'm in the bath. Yeah. Gavin was in the fucking front room, whether it is, at the hotel, watching TV, eating hobnobs. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. I can only imagine with his fucking pit bull growling, probably fucking dogging up the TV with his horrible little face. The reason I don't like him is because he dogged me up on the way through. Yeah. There was no need for it. And then he cost me fucking... 40 grand because he couldn't keep an eye look after his fighter. Jack was obviously as fucking tough as old boots. The fact he stayed in the hot bath for over 30 minutes because yeah. he didn't, because Gav didn't check his phone to see the timer was off. You know, I can't do 30 minutes in the bath. I do 10 minutes and I'm like, can you crawl out or drag me out or just slop over the side yeah, like yeah. a snake? Do you know what I mean? I, I like, do your fucking job. And don't dog up. And your that's opponent. assuming that we're assuming their story is true. I have this no reason to I've doubt Jack. I have no reason to Jack to doubt Jack at all. And I know his team, and I've known them for years. I have no reason to doubt him. But that's assuming that is the true story. That he, you know, yeah, this is why I find out that all of this is lies and gaps because and legend. <laughs> at the best, yeah, the best, the best case scenario for me looking at this story is the best case scenario is that uh, Jack's team. I've been unprofessional. In Jack's team being unprofessional, Jack's got hurt and now can't fight. That's the best case scenario for them. Otherwise, it's they've lied and there was actually some other reason he couldn't make weight. But the best case scenario is your team's unprofessional and you didn't make weight. Which now, going down the chain, has cost you large sums of money, a career setback. Because UFC aren't saying to you, right, we'll get you on the next card. Right, we've got another guy for you. We've got You're now sidelined until they want to use you again. You know, they're not saying, here's, here's our next thing for you you know they're not giving you a next option it's literally sorry about that we'll get back to you didn't get my show money did I no no that's the thing you know and I got my Reebok money though so I managed to buy it you know you know I managed one night out with my friends yeah, yeah. you know what I mean I mean, but you still have to pay for your camp drinking Diet Coke mate it cost a grand to fly out there and yep. then I obviously like when I got there I, I eat specialist food you know exactly how much food is yep. it's not like you go to Walmart and buy baked bean cans no, exactly. yeah, yeah. a barrel drum I eat all everything I eat is the best I can afford. Yeah. It is super expensive, right? I know I'm sponsored by every lady. What at the end of the sun, I don't have to pay for care. But no, mate. I wear winning boxing gloves. I wear all the best stuff. I wear the best gum shields. Getting sponsorship for that isn't so easy, right? But sometimes I'm lucky enough to get someone to pay three hundred and fifty quid for a pair of gloves. Good, but it's not. It's fucking soul destroying. When you do all that work, spend all that money, and you're like, right, big payday after this. Yeah. And then, yeah, Jack's been taken um, uh, hospital on an ambulance. Um, Gap, well, this is 
he he's not he's fucked up his weight cut. And that's what I got told. That's all we were told. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, I hope he's alright. So I messaged him and I messaged Jack saying, Hey mate, I hope you're okay. You should have said we would have done a catch weight. Yeah. Because I like the guy. Yeah. No no issues with Jack. Like I thought, wait, I like the guy. And then a couple of weeks later, I get told something else. And a couple of weeks later, you're getting told something else and then it's building up and it's building up. And I've just lost out on, like you said, potentially fifty to 100,000. Because you know, me and Jack would have been a good scrap because he swings. I personally think I'd have lit his ass up, but he probably thought the same thing. But he didn't make weight. I wish he just got... He All he had to do was knock on my fucking door and ask, and I would have said yes. Yeah, I mean, not making weight's an understatement because not making weight's coming in a little bit heavy. He fucking did, like... He to was not 81. be able to get on the scale. Apparently, he was 81 when he was taken to um, hospital. Apparently. Yeah. The last time he weighed in, he was weight 81 and a half. I don't know how true this is. The problem is, a lot of this is coming through the grapevine. Yeah, of course. I've not spoke to Jack himself. I did say a lot of bad stuff about Jack, and I did apologise. I even wrote to Shaky, because I, I felt guilty. Because when I got told this story about what Gav done, I went back and I did apologise, and I did say to Shaky, look, Pass a message on. I didn't mean to be such a dick. I got a bit carried away. I'd had a bottle of wine. And that's why I no longer drink and do podcasts. Because I just start going fucking mental and firing fucks at everyone. Yeah. But then I, they're like, then it builds up again. Well, the only reason I haven't got any fucking money is because he didn't make fucking wait. And then it gets you more frustrated. And then the UFC make you wait. And then it's just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I can't afford to go away to America. So now I haven't got a camp. Now I've, I can only train at so-and-so. And now I'll get a full-time job. So when I thought Carlos Prado City, I had a full-time job. And I was, and I couldn't go away to America. Yeah. So I was training in Melksham in Bristol. Getting ready to fight Carlos Prado City. Right. It wasn't even Carlos. That was dropped on me. I was training for an Orthodox guy. Some Polish guy. I can't say his name. I can't say it. I was fighting this Polish guy. He's got yeah. fucking as long as fuck, like 400 Zs in it. And um, he got injured eight days out. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, we got uh, Carlos Podosili for you. Oh, it's a Southpaw. All right, been training all this time for an Orthodox guy. I just switched. And if, if anyone that fights knows that, oh, I've been training this, this, this for an Orthodox guy, circling right my whole camp, all of a sudden you've got a circle left and it's this and you've got to watch out for yeah. that. And it, it makes a big difference. But you're not in a position to turn down the fight because financially... Yep. And if still... I turned it down, Sean Shelby said he would have cut my contract up there and then and I got the... I would have said I got the text, but it's not on that phone. And I got the message, I can show you. He said if I turned the fight down, you'd have been sacking myself there and then. It's... Eat a dick, cunt chops, isn't it? Yeah, fucking... It's, it's bad that... I mean, UFC was always a... A dream, not a dream, like an aspiration for me because it was the biggest thing when I when I was doing this. You know, when I first started doing this, it was the biggest thing. So it was always an aspiration for me. But now it's so much a business at one end that unless you're just going in to fight for passion and you can financially afford to fund a passion, it's killing people. It's killing fighters, man. It's killing. It's really killing fighters. It's taking away everything because you're not now you're not getting the best representation of these guys at the lower levels like yourself i mean you're getting the guys who are at the top 10 in each weight category or being able to represent themselves fully of course they are they're financially okay but the lower levels of that you know outside of the top 20s 
You're fucked. You have to I, I, work. I, I'm going to stick with top 15, actually. Yeah. You know, guys in top 20 that still have to work. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you're obviously not getting a better representation of the best guys in the world. If they in that scenario, if they can, yeah, exactly. If you can't train full time and you're up against situations like this, like that, what happened with you and Jack with the weight cut, then your next fight is, oh, we've got a guy who switched out. That's just fighting, okay? And people are like, yeah, but that's just fighting. Yeah, it is, but we're the best. We're at the highest level in the world. He was the That's... Cage Warriors champion, man. Yeah. And I just got sprung on that southpaw out of the blue. I thought I won that fight. Mm-hmm. What what I didn't understand, I don't understand the judging because um, if you look at the way it was judged, he land, he threw more shots, I landed the harder shots. <clears throat> I lost. Darren Till then went and fought Steve Wonderboy Thompson. Wonderboy Thompson landed way more shots. Darren Till landed the harder ones. Darren Till won. Yeah. How the fuck so does that work? that fight... Uh, I saw your posts on Facebook and for me, I thought if you take into account the way that UFC usually score fights, you lost the fight on their scoring system, but I thought you won the fight. It's amazing that. Only if fighters I, say that. Yeah, so I mm-hmm. thought that you won the fight. If you were to look at it from the way that the UFC score fights, and I can understand, oh, Pat's not giving it, but for me, I thought you win the fight because you. I think a fight has to be scored by the current UFC scoring system. The fight has to be scored on a few things. It has to be scored on effective techniques, be striking standard. Let's look at let's look at the striking. Effectiveness, as in what strikes land and how and how they do damage. The amount of strikes thrown. Then we have to look at aggression. If those two factors are equal. Cage control. Aggression, yeah. cage control. Then when it comes to aggression and cage control, you take those factors, if they're on a level playing field, then you look at takedowns. When you get the takedowns, if they're on a level playing field, you look at submission attempts. Submission attempts, then you look at, they're on a level playing field, you look at escapes, getting up from the bottom, resisting submissions, etc. Now, if all those factors are level, which are definitely not going to be, then you get a point where you get a draw. That's what a draw is. However, if any of those factors aren't now equal, that's where the winner of the fight's decided. So when you get a guy who throws a lots of strikes against a guy who's you're not a you're not a numbers puncher that's not the way that you fight you'll throw nice shots to set up a big one boom land a big every shot you hit hard so that's the way that you fight so you put you against a numbers guy who's going to throw 300 uh shots in a fight you can't then merit both of your fighting styles by the same uh you can't judge it by the same merits your fight your fight so i would look and i would say right Brad Scott's fighting a numbers guy. So all I want to see from Brad is effective striking. I don't want to see how many punches he throws. I want to see effective striking. If you're only going to throw 30 punches this fight, I want to see 90% of those land. As where this guy's going to throw 300, I only want to say 70% of his land, but they've got to be effective. So I would look at you both and weigh up the fight. I think Brad's had a fucking great show in there. The, the shots that he did throw weren't wasted. And even when he's thrown big shots, he's not getting caught on the counter as well, which means his, his striking's effective, as in he's not taking damage. It doesn't seem like that's what happens when the UFC score shot or score fights. These judges are just saying, oh, this he is how we score fights. Down. Yeah. He got the takedown. It doesn't matter that I dropped him twice in the same round. Yeah. It doesn't matter I almost broke his leg. And he got the takedown. Right, okay, let's say he gets the takedown on you. He got the takedown, but you go for a submission. I okay, you don't get yeah. You don't get the submission. Okay, but you didn't get the submission, but now this guy's on top of you doing nothing. But the cause of him getting the takedown was you going for a takedown, for you going for a submission attempt. So that for me negates the takedown unless he's being so dominant there. I mean, we're not saying he did what Khabib did to Connor. 
That's no. not what happened. No. Do I you know what I mean? Immediately. Not... Was, what's that guy called? Is it Sean? Fucking God, I don't know. Uh, if you look at it, in the last takedown, because like, the other couple of takedowns, I popped up so fast, I didn't count. One exactly. of them, I went for the guillotine. Yeah. And he, luckily, he did have quick hips, and I will give him that. I've got nothing against Carlos. He's a great fighter. Yeah. But, um, and Andrew's a great guy, too. I swept him immediately, and I was like, oh, fuck, I wish I kept that on. I wish yeah. I didn't go for the sweep and I kept the guillotine. But then if I lost the guillotine, I've been on bottom. And no matter what I'd done, I could have been like Hodger Grayson about whooping up subs left and centre. I still would have lost. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, it's, but it's not wrestling, it's fighting. So why is, it, yeah. it makes me mad. Like, I think I was trying to finish the whole time. I was going for, I was all, and even in, like you said, um, the guillotine, too, when I, I, I dropped him twice, I hit him, boom, got back up, got my other cut, boom, dropped him again. I mean, I should probably finish him then. I was, bloody hell, what the fuck did I do wrong? Fair play to him, because I hit him pretty hard three yeah, times, yeah. and he got back up. Fair play to him. But, I mean, it's one of those, you can't, fair play to him, exactly. He's with, he's taken that punishment. But for me, I think the, the judges and the system by which it's judged has to be fair and that can't be the same judging system for every fighter because everyone fights different you can't judge Khabib the same way that you would judge Connor in a fight you couldn't do it because Connor's um go-to is his left hand Khabib's go-to is his takedown so therefore if you're going to judge Khabib by the amount of times that he hits Connor in the face versus the amount of times that Connor takes Khabib to the floor. The fight's never going to be even. You'd never get to a level playing ground. So you have to look at everyone differently. And the scoring system is massively flawed. Because if I'm fighting Khabib and he takes me down, you should judge me on my ability to not take damage or to get back up. Not by the fact that I got took down. Because I'm fighting the best takedown guy in the division. So judge me now, in this fight, my ability to get back up, my ability to withstand damage. So Carlos takes you down. But if he's not doing any damage... Your defence is the reason he's not doing any damage. Not because he wants to lay and hold you down. Yeah. So you're you're being aggressive. You're countering that takedown. So for me, I'm thinking, well, he took him down, but the only person who's worked from the bottom is Brad. That's back we're back to zero. That gets dismissed now, that takedown. That's the way that I would look at it. He took personally. Me at one takedown, I think my bum at the board, it was like I hit a trampoline and banks back up. Yeah. They countered that on the fight matrix. But the thing is I remember I watched it, I thought, oh my god, did I really lose that fight? It didn't feel like I lost it. It felt like he was. He felt like it, he was scared of me. You know, you know when you feel like someone doesn't want to be near you, and like, I don't think I took a backward step really. I, I obviously I did, but you know I'm not that amazing. But I was chasing around, and I thought I feel so dominant striking. It feels like I mean I was trying to pick my shots. He's a southpaw. He's throwing a few wild ones, but he wasn't throwing. He was throwing them out of fear. Yeah. He was throwing those wild shots. I think he even had his eyes closed. I wasn't. I was looking at him as he done it. So I was trying to counter him. I landed all the decent shots. He, I mean, what pissed me off a lot is on the, on the highlight reel. But, um, it was him throwing a spinning heel kick that he missed. Yeah. Hang on a minute. You're making me look shit. <laughs> he threw a spinning heel kick, missed, and then they put it on the highlight reel. I was like, well, I can do, I, I could do that. John you Jones. can miss someone with a kick. Yeah. It's yeah. like guys that go, yeah, but I fought the best people. I could fight John Jones and get smashed up. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I could fight Mike Tyson in his prime and lose. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, exactly. All this fighting the best fucking people means nothing if you're losing to, the, to those people. That means nothing. You lost to them. Yeah. You've got to beat them. And the Fight Matrix scored a takedown, but then Fight Matrix then need to have then a, a, a section for stand-ups. I hate because if someone takes matrix. you down, but you manage to stand back up, the takedown now is irrelevant because you stood straight back up. So if you're going to score takedowns, you have to score stand-ups. 
or you have to have effective takedowns. In the same way you have effective strikes. You can't score every strike if every strike is landing two inches short or just hitting your, your gloves. Or if you're parrying them. If he's throwing shots and you're parrying them, that's not an effective strike. So a shot where he takes you down but you bank straight back up, that either... Yeah, you've got to acknowledge, oh, the guy took him down. Yeah, but he banked straight back up. So we'd avoid that one. And then I caught him with a hook on the way Yeah. Up. So actually, I thought, oh, actually, I got the better of you there. That's it. I mean, it's just... I think the scoring system's flawed. And I think your fight there exposed the flaws in the scoring system. And many did. The Wonderboy and Darren Teal fight. For me, I had Wonderboy winning that fight. I thought Wonderboy... Because everything Darren did do wasn't effective enough, in my opinion. I thought I thought Wonderboy won the fight. Um, in the same way that I would have probably give Nate Diaz the second fight against Connor. I thought Nate took that fight in the fact that what he did do and the match was had more impact than what Connor did. Then when Connor started to fall off, Nate was there. Then when Nate fell off. Connor was there. So I thought, well, I think Nate won that fight. So I think the scoring system is flawed. It's not just flawed for you. I don't, like, I'm don't. i not saying they're out to get you. It's just, I think you fell foul to a shit scoring system, you know? Yeah, it, it's, it's so fucking soul-destroying. Um, it's like, oh, to win a round, they quickly blast you down in the last 10 seconds. How can that win you a round? Oh, you quickly blast them down and then fuck, you know, done fuck all. How did that just win you the round? You just blasted them... Before that, I was like when I fought Christoph Jocko. Yeah. Like, obviously, I got bombarded with bullshit from all the Polish fans, but you know, fair play to them. They want to come over to our country and enjoy our life. You know, at least speak English to me on there when you're cutting me off. Um, <laughs> but it's like when I fought Jocko, it felt like I was um, going forward the whole time being the aggressor. Bear in mind, I <laughs> I'd snapped my ACL before this, so I had one leg, so I couldn't quite do too well. But I thought, right man the fuck up, stop being a bitch and go for it. And I'm not turning the fight down because financially I need to. So I went in there, it's fucking going forward. I thought, yeah, fucking hell, good round. I thought, yeah, let's get him again. And once again, I thought, oh, he's meant to be a really good striker, but he's not doing anything. And then at the end of the round, he gets a takedown and does nothing. And I thought, right, I still think I got that. I, I think it was right at the end, I think, for four minutes that like, I was dominant and then he got the takedown, didn't do anything from it. I went, you know, I tried subbing, he done this. And then in the last round, I didn't take a backward step again. He, he got the takedown, but it was he was a bit more aggressive from it. So I was like, yeah, I definitely give up the last round. I thought, right, he has taken me down, even though I, took a, I didn't take a step backwards. But, you know, he did get a takedown and he did work from it. So I give him that. And like you said, if taking someone to the ground is like, yeah, but he's taking him to where he wants to be. And yeah, but I stand back up where I want to be. That's exactly what you just said, but I've done it in layman's term, yeah? Yeah. That's like the easiest way to explain to someone. So yeah, I should score if I get that. When I fought Scott Askham, he landed more strikes. Scott Askham had to go to hospital in like a wheelchair. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's a complete different thing when that sort of stuff happens. Sorry, my, my girlfriend's just walking in. You've got to, like, keep her, like, like, take her off the lead and give her a bowl of water quickly. <laughs> otherwise, she'll panic. Now she's going to make noise with her keys and stuff. <laughs> Let's, uh, I'll hit pause and we'll sort your, uh, sort your missus out, mate, and see what we, uh, two secs. Okay, so we should be back after being so rudely interrupted by your missus, mate. Yeah, I know. I put the kettle on a few refreshments. Yeah, it's just, uh, oh, yeah, I, I just fancied a cup of tea, so I thought we'd come yeah, well, in. So. The thing is that you actually forgot to make me one. You made, made Emily one, but... 
Emily's here now, so she can make you a cup of tea. Yeah. Well, we just fuck Get <laughs> back in the kitchen. <laughs> 1950s style. Present yourself, woman. <laughs> we can do another 20 minutes or so and pause again for a cup of tea for you, I'm sure. That's right. Um, yeah, so I completely lost track of where we were at now. Uh, you were on about for, the scoring system for MMA. Yeah, and we were on about takedowns and then how it should be scored for being... For getting back up, yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's a flaw that needs to be overlooked, definitely, because people like yourself. I mean, one thing from you were predominantly a striker when you first started this game. I remember you came over to Olympians when I had the Olympians gym. Everyone in the region used to come training there. Do you know what I mean, it was the place to go, and you came over and I was double legging you left right. I mean, I got good wrestling anyway, but double legging you left right and center and. Now there's no way that'd happen. You know, like your games evolved so massively over. I mean, I I call five years a short period of time. It, it, when you take into account what it takes to be a well-rounded MMA fighter, five to evolve the way that you've evolved is a f- five years is a short period of time. You know, nobody's being a black belt in five years. Nobody's becoming an Olympic wrestler in five years. But for you to have evolved such a diverse grand game in those five years is a big thing. And then you have to change your whole striking around your your new grand game. So I think, yeah, you, you've evolved massively as a fighter. Would you accredit that with your going to the States a lot or do you think it's just your mentality? Or um, I think it was just that I was really, I was uneducated on MMA to start with it. It was all about like, oh, is this street fighting? Me, Sh- well, me, Stu, Ricky Gullis and obviously Stu being my, my original coach and uh, Nick Tucker, that was the original Dragon's Lair to start off with. We were more interested in being tough enough to go down the local tavern and lay someone out really in the back, and like you know that sort of attitude. Yeah. But um, we're open minded, and we went to a lot of seminars, and then you know we started realizing quite quickly that oh, we used to say, oh, look at you, you had to take me down. We were one of those gyms that said, yeah, but you wouldn't stand with us. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I, I, I remember like that uh, Lee and me and me obviously me and Lee and me and us have had many fallouts, and and obviously me and Shane as well, but. And they used to say to us, yeah, but the whole point of MMA is you can take us down. And we used to argue, no, nah, but you don't understand. But yeah, the fucking, you know, sorry, probably they were right. right. The whole point of it is if you don't want to get taken down, spawn them through the mat or try and submit them. Yeah. All right, so I went through a stage as well. I'll do more jujitsu. I'll see if I can get a sub out of it. It doesn't work like that when you get to a higher level. Everyone's got good um, defense for everything. Yeah. Like people who say, oh yeah, that guy in the UFC, he's shit. Yeah, but he can out-wrestle you, submit you, and out-strike you every day of the week. And you just said, he's shit. Yeah, yeah. Go say that to his face, opposite him. Like, you get the armchair warriors, they're the best. Exactly. Or you get what I call fake fighters. I'm not going to say any names. Who were like, they'll have like hand-picked fighters. And, you know what I mean? And then it all, just like, mate, you're a fucking pussy. You pick this guy that fucking, you know you're going to win. is an easy fight for you. You're not a real fighter. You don't want to challenge. You're not going to go up in the rankings. You're not going to get a title fight for this. You just want to look tough in front of your friends and make it your profile picture. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest shit things about MMA is you do three classes a week and you tell someone you're an MMA fighter. And I tell you what I've seen now, which infuriates me even more, because I'm over it. Like 16 years in this game, I'm over that shit. If that's what you want to tell people, I can't get frustrated in my life anymore about what these people want to tell their friends they're doing. What gets me now is the white collar guys. 
the guys who have a couple of white collar boxing mat matches and they want to tell they want to talk to people like they know what ufc fighters are training like or what they know what world Tra i've had it myself people come to my gym and they're like and they literally will say stuff to you like yeah well obviously where's you know what it's like when we're tra whoa 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 you've had two white collar fights please don't compare my 20 plus fight career fighting it i mean i'm i'm not fought in the ufc but I thought guys who after they've beat me have gone to the UFC or, you know, guys who have just come out of the UFC. Guys. I've trained for five five-minute round fights and I know at that time I'm capable of fighting any man in the UFC if you were to say fitness-wise, etc., you know? So don't compare your training for white-collar box. But they live in this dream world where their mates have seen that they're fighting in white-collar. They've bigged them up, like, oh, come on to watch so-and-so fight. They believe that it's at the same level, you know? They've, they're in their comfort zone. And because they train the hardest out of their comfort zone, they believe they're, they're next level. And people will build a career on that. And then because they don't ever get to that higher level, they're not willing to push themselves and take those fights. They're not exposing themselves. They're not exposing the flaws, you know? And the fact they'd probably be wheelchaired. Yeah. Because uh, can you imagine someone like, I know I was slagging them off earlier, Fat Guts, Gavin Reese going in there at white collar, you, you just kill people he, he would knock guys out of his jam I mean the guy it's like a sledgehammer he'd be knocking guys out and killing them yeah. and like some people have not that Gab's obviously the only credit I'm going to give him today was world champion and he, yeah. you know he was fucking impressive and he's a great fighter shame he's not got a great personality to go with it um, like can you imagine like if I just went white collar now and then just gone and then started savaging I'm not going to say any names I know certain people that have done it They've yeah. gone and played, they come back and they're just destroying people. Yeah, exactly. So, but those white collars guys that have fought that guy and then, oh, well, I'm at that level now, you know, I'm fighting so-and-so. I train two times a week, get pissed up, coked up at the weekend, smoke 20 a day, smoke for air, oh, I just blast and test my ass or whatever yeah, they yeah. use just to get ready for this fight. And then you watch the three two-minute rounds and you're like, Jesus H. Christ, that was fucking terrible. Yeah. And then they're on about, oh, I'm... Uh, I'm world champion of Bristol, or I'm world. You know, so fucking, you're not even the best boxer up your street sometimes. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. exactly I mean? yeah. This is, this uh, but and if there. that's what you want to do, I have listen. If you want to, if if you want to live in that world, that's the dream world that you want to live in. That's perfectly fine. I'm not gonna. It's not my job to take you out of that world. But then don't berate fighters who have made this their whole life. Fighters who have sacrificed everything. Fighters who are cutting weight. Fighters who who are endlessly evolving and developing as a fighter stick to the fact you're doing white collar if you want to slate other white collar guys that's perfectly fine but don't be the now guy who comes on and says conor mcgregor conor mcgregor ain't trained properly for his khabib fights he looked tired or don't be the guy who comes on and looks at you and says should have done more grappling like fuck off like what like because you've done a few white collar fights like don't be that guy stick to what you know i mean i go out and i can do a handbrake turn down showcase cinema i'm not telling fucking lewis hamilton how to drive a f1 car you know and then comparatively it's the same thing a white collar guy should never be telling you how to throw hands against a ufc guy and it's that's the realm that we're stuck in with with this sport i might just Still. get into white collar and see what happens you should you have, a, have a bit of fun. No, my leg, I get chinned. I'd be like, oh my god! <laughs> Imagine the story. Yeah, you just see me hanging off the suspension bridge by about. Oh, the only went, podcast I ever saying, delete is this one with you. Yeah, you got chinned and my god, I'm raising it. Board held to my chest, saying, "What a cunt!" <laughs> <laughs> you punk. <poker. laughs> but no, mate. Like, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would do in white, 
my god, I, I want to go pro box. That's that's what I want to do next. I want to go. I also like the idea of like K one kickboxing glory. That's my people or not. MMA wasn't my favorite sport. K one was my. Favorite I mean, that's sport. the route to go glory or something because or there's still money. There's still if you can sign with Bellator. Bellator have got the fact that they'll let you fight in glory as well. Bellator kickboxing and stuff, you know. Like Paul Daly. Paul Daly's made more money out of the UFC than he would have in the UFC, I think. Um, just because, realistically, he's going to probably get raped by those top-level wrestlers. Um, so, like, the things that Rory McDonald did to him or John Fitcher, you know, like, he's not... He's not at a point in his career where he's going to evolve enough to stop those people taking him down. None of them are going to want to stand and trade with him. Definitely. No one. No one's going to want to get hit by him. So well, Roy McDonald, that was quite impressive. It was, but he didn't want to stand in trade no, with him. Really, he, just... he was he was just there being tough to get yeah. single. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to the devil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's be serious. So I mean, realistically, that's probably the best thing for for Paul was because he's going to always fall short against those people like Tyrone and stuff. He's going to be looking to land a big shot. Unless he get, or he's gonna get double legged, you know. So Bellator was a great move for him because he got to make money, get to make money through through stand up fighting as well. So that's the thing with the UFC; they take away for someone like you, they've taken away a massive um, like paycheck. The Reebok deal, for instance. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, even if you take away the sponsorship element, I mean, how many fights have you had in the last two years? Oh, two, two, two or three fights in two I mean? years. I mean. Realistically, you you win a fight, you're healthy. Fucking get me back in, I'm ready to go. It's never as easy as that, mate. But when the roster's so big, I mean, I understand what they're doing. They're trying to spread the money across everybody, but you got to cut your roster back, and you got to say we need to get these guys fights. So you got a short career as it is. It Let's is. get these guys fights. I think it's longer than boxing, though. Definitely, because strength is a massive factor. I was thinking about the fact. I'm glad you brought this up. I wanted to talk about this. I was actually having a. And I, little Jack Eglin, another guy trained, mm-hmm. he won that little eight man tournament thing. And yeah. he now thinks he's fucking Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> walking on water and shit, trying to teach him how to fight. But he's fighting next week as well. Totally forgot the subject we were just talking about because Jack is my fucking sweetie and I can't remember what his name was. <laughs> what, what were we talking about before we, that? Um, ah, strength. Strength. And I was saying yeah, to him. Boxing being not as good as long yeah, a career. Basically, what I said to him is, he's like, yeah, one day I'm going to buy to beat you up. I said, fuck off over my dead body. You will never beat me in a fight. He's like, yeah, but you're getting no strength. He's smaller than you as well. Aren't he? I think, fuck, he's on about age. Don't bring up fucking, don't bring up size. <laughs> I don't, if you're bullying people in yeah, your gym, that's your business. I've got mate. him, mate, right? He's abused <laughs> by me. <laughs> Groomed him. <laughs> we had, it was just like, he was like, yeah, and if, when am I, I'm going to fuck you up no, no you're not you're never going to be able to beat me I'm 6 foot 2 I'm way bigger than you more handsome and I'm boring your sister out <laughs> twin sister and they got twin things too so Jack feels it so I'm fucking them both <laughs> at the same time <laughs> so and it's just like but back to the seriousness but I think strength plays a huge role in it's not just you don't need that that snap all the way through like John Fitch the reason he can fight for so long because he is Strength. You get strong as you know. They say you get your man strength, right? Yeah. All strong men. How old are they? None of them are in the. None of them are like young spring chicken, twenty-one year old like football players you got now. They're all 
in the thirties, forties, they're all strong men. I mean, you get stronger as you get older. Yeah. I don't know what it is, just a manliness, I suppose. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, but also I think what you've got as well is the other factors of when you're a boxer, you have to rely on front punches and landing punches. When you're an MMA fighter, as soon as that starts to slow down, you can start to kill the game in other ways. You can close the distance and start fighting um, clinch work. You can start working on your uh, your double leg, and you know if you if you've put enough effort in at an earlier point of your career, the striking element can become a smaller part, unless you're someone like Robbie, um, fucking ex-waterweight uh, champion. Lawler. Lawler. Um, unless you're Robbie Lawler, who just still wants to stand and bang with people. I mean, it's not a good career move. It's not a good move for longevity. But if you're someone who can evolve with the sport, like RDA is a perfect example, or Yo Romero, these guys, who, they're, like, Yo's an old man. But he's dominating his class because he fights the way that his body can allow him. And if you can adapt your game, longevity in MMA is, will way exceed boxing. Put, put factor into that getting punched in the face as well. No, yeah, I try. I used to think I was hard and it was cool. I'll stand there, take a few on the gloves. I'm a beast. Put my hands down, take a few on the forehead, show off. Now I'm like, I do not want to get hit ever. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh yeah, do you mind getting hit? Yes, massively. I don't want to get hit. Do you like getting hit? No. Yeah, exactly. And like, you see when you go out to the pub, yeah, I like getting it. <laughs> Fucking fires me up. All right, let me hit you hard. And then tell me if you want me to let you do it again because you like it so much. And let me let me hit you hard repeatedly. Yeah. It's all, yeah, I like getting it hard. Yeah, you like getting it hard in your, in your one, one level up from boxer size class on a Tuesday night. Like, by Linda. Come and spy Linda. <laughs> Linda can bang. By, um, by loose lips Linda. Talk a town. But come and, <laughs> come and train with with professional fighters. Go for a professional fight camp. Spar hard. The amount of times that you're sparring in your box size class is not going to happen. And I mean, we did back in the day. Go back in the, we, we used to smash each other up. I've seen people knocked out in the gym. seen people wobbled in the gym. And we realised as the sport's evolving, listen, this is not the way to train for a fight. You're... Our technical ability is hindered every time we spar like this, without a shadow of a doubt. Now that we go, we put little MMA sparring gloves on and we're just touch sparring each other. Our technical ability is through the roof. Nobody's lost their toughness. There's no If you lock me in a cage and I'm getting ground and pound with elbows, I'm not going to tap to strikes. I know that already. I'm not going to be like, I've had enough. If you put me in there and you hit me with a right hand, I'm not going to say, oh, fuck, I'm going to get with another right hand. That, that fighter toughness is in me. That is not going to be developed by the fact that I'm going and having a war every day I go sparring, you know? I agree there needs to be a higher level of sparring when you've got a fight coming up. You know, maybe... I, I would happily go into a, a high-level fight now only having four hard spars. Just enough to just think, right, I've tested now. Everything I've been doing for the last few weeks, I've tested that I can put it together in a, in a like, in a environment that's similar, you know, like to replicate the fight. But I don't want to spar that out all the time. I really don't want to spar that out all the time, you know? You just can't. I'm, I, well, i got to be honest, you will hardly spar at all now. Um, if I spar in MMA gloves, I mean, I have, you know, every now and then you've caught someone right, nailed someone, so, but that's because I'm, I'm heavy-handed. Not, yeah. not, not I'm, I'm literally just throwing up good techniques, so I'm not there with any venom, or they've walked into it, or they've level-changed into it. That was what happened the last time I dropped someone. Yeah. I threw an uppercut at someone level-changed. I mean, the uppercut was quite hard. I wouldn't normally fight that hard anyway. So he, when he level changed into it, he face planted. I yeah. mean, um, 
and you bang. There's no look. I've, I've sparred your hard. training with you. You bang. There's no like. It's not. It's not even you hit pretty hard in the division. In the welterweight division, you'd be probably top five bangers. I would say. Like you, you hit fucking hard. Your technique's usually pretty good. You've got long arms. You hit with straight punches. And I just remember you have this horrible left hook to the body as well. <laughs> like it's not a around the corner left hook. It's like a up the side. That's right. I remember you put it on Pete. Polish Pete when you came over sparring and Paul was there he's like Pete stop trying to hit hard you're going to get hit in a minute and mm-hmm. he's trying to hit hard and then we're like we can't tell you not to hit him hard if he's trying to and he's trying to hit you hard to keep you off him and you got good teddy and then that body shot boom that little mm. like it's like a almost like a uppercut to the body shot upper, upper stab it's yeah, weird it's a lovely body shot I don't know who taught me I think it was Mark Kent actually. well there's Ma- Michael Graydon used to do it Michael Graydon's probably one of the best boxers I've ever sparred before he passed away um, really small guy but he'd do it he'd be in front of you and he'd hit it literally like right up in under your belly button it wouldn't even go around the side much and he'd just catch it boom and it was a per- and I've seen you throw that because of your length as well you can poke it in like you're a banger you hit hard you know and so if you're going to catch somebody in that environment accidents happen I, d- I believe you're not trying to having sparred with you and seen you spar in the gym I don't think I've ever seen you trying to knock people out ever do you know what I mean and you might be on closed doors or elsewhere you might do that but I've never seen it personally but you do hit hard you know and so you couldn't I couldn't as a lightweight spar with you all the time if that's how we're going to spar it's not going to happen you just couldn't you couldn't fucking do it I couldn't spar with Chris Ogden if I did that you know eventually one or two of those big heavy shots is going to land on my chin every time we spar that's just the way that it is it's weight is a huge this is what once again, we we said about it earlier about the a, a small like really really good guy will not be a pretty bad big guy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just weight does make a difference. That's mm-hmm. why there's weight divisions. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, make, like just. And then you get the yeah, but the graces. That, whoa, whoa, whoa! Where yeah, the Gracie not... train from '93? Yeah. Calm the fuck down, sunshine. Exactly. I've seen it, all right. Don't give me this bullshit. Get the Gracie train in there now with someone like Cain Velasquez, Steve Pay, or John Jones. We'll exactly. See, see how quickly that's derailed. Yeah, exactly. Jiu Jitsu was invented for the smaller guy to beat the big guy. As long as the big guy isn't as skilled as the smaller guy. <laughs> that's what have, it comes doesn't up to. even have to be as skilled. No, no, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Exactly. rolling with James Thompson. I forgot more than he knows, mate. It's still quite difficult to get anything on him. Yeah. And he is a lump. And if he was ground a pound on me, he didn't have to drop his forearm on me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, concussed for a month. Is what like I'm? I'm technically better than James on the ground. We know that. I know that because I taught James. So not <laughs> not from the beginning, but I have taught James for his fights. I've cornered him for many many fights. So I know technically I'm better. Uh, listen, I've had a full armbar on James. And he's bent his arm. <laughs> bent his arm. Do you know what I mean just bent it back? It's, it it comes down to the fact if he's on top of me and he knows a modicum of what I know. Just from grinding pound. If he can just, if he knows which way to put his hips when he's trying to punch me, if he knows to keep his hips square with mine, I'm fucked. I'm yeah. fucked. That's just how it is. You Bless know? James. Yeah. Remembering himself to breathe before he punches you. Just the weight of his arm, mate. I've, I've grappled him, mate. He's so incredibly, mate. I worked with him, right? Mm-hmm. We were doing house clearances. This guy picks up a fridge. Like I pick up like a microwave and yeah. he like you are me. Sorry, mate. Like, dropping a great big smeg fridge on me almost collapsed me. He just picks it up like it's nothing. Yeah, he's a monster. This guy's a freak. But I tell you something as well, and I've, I say this a lot about him because 
there's not many people I respect as much as James in MMA because obviously we started together. You know, I was there for his first ever fight when we were just doing gypsy bailiff removal. You know, he's the reason I started doing MMA because he asked me to coach him because I did judo and he didn't know anything about the ground. Turns out I knew fuck all about the ground as well. <laughs> but so we started together. Um, and there's not a guy who'll outwork him in the gym if he's on. If he's on, if his head's in it. And the guy's so fucking technical if he can remember. He's oh, like, mate. If you can Don't remember that. started on James's fucking memory. <laughs> I remember it. so bad. The amount of times he's got. We're like, mate, we're on flat. And then it's like flat number 18, floor two. Right. I haven't seen him in 20 minutes. Yeah. Right, mate. Uh, what floor are we on? Yeah. Fucking hell, James. You lost again. Memory is fucking fried. And look, I, he teaches class and he'll be teaching a class and he'll literally. He'll be teaching a move and he'll go off on a tangent and they're like. He's gone off to another move. He's like, James, the arm... Oh, yeah, that's right. No, the arm bar, the arm bar. He's like... Sorry, yeah, nothing. It's just... He's <laughs> fucking brilliant. And as a fighter, if... Like, it gets forgotten about because of the fighting style that he had. It gets forgotten about how technical he was or is. You know, he is a really technical guy. Um, but you can't put a guy... You can't put a lightweight guy my size. If me and him had an MMA fight, he's going to fucking kill me. I have a chance to put one on his chin that's enough to wobble him and then hopefully finish it. Otherwise, I mean, you can bench press me off him. There's no... Mate, that's that's eventually... In, in the end, I have, I have caught James in rolling, but it pissed me off. I'd, get, like, I'd work for ages to get a good position and he'd just bench press me off. Oh, just do the armbar, like you said. Just do the armbar when someone bench presses you off. Yeah. yeah. Until he gets a grip and his grip could hold two JCBs together. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh... Do the run the rolls and no, all of those little things don't work when the guy is so strong you cannot break his grip. He yeah. doesn't even need to have. You could have one arm and you could have two against his, and it is a battle to straighten that arm out. He is yeah. that strong. Yeah, he's manly as and fuck. And these people as just well. these people think that the little man, the the Gracie's gonna come through and the Gracie's gonna win. It's just, you know, it's the Japanese jujitsu that's best. You see him talking shit on their wheelchair. What the fuck? Armchair. Oh, fuck. oh you're thinking then? What, what Japanese the fighting are you watching? What the fuck? Well, that's what they're <laughs> Japanese <laughs> wheelchair fighting. That's Is that not Robot Wars? Sure, son, that's what they meant when I had a fight with them. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, you got these armchair fighters. What the fuck? These wheelchairs. There's a chair on it just with yeah, wheels. There's a chair. But no, you get these armchair fighters that have probably done like two Kung Fu or Wing Chun sessions. And they're there trying to say, like, yeah, but come on, guys. Fuck you up. If this was in the street, I'd throw punch oh, you. That's a bit, if it's, I, I don't do it, I mean, it's too many rules, a street fight. Mate. Oh, right. Okay. I'll, bite, I'll bite your face off. You wouldn't yeah. be able to with no teeth, mate. Yeah, yeah. If you're and close you and if you're close enough to bite me, <laughs> the chances are I've hit you with something, or I'm double legging you, or I'm so at what point are you biting my face? <laughs> <laughs> we very rarely kiss in jujitsu. Mate, I So I, I don't think I, our fights our teeth are gonna get anywhere near each other. If you, any time you bite me, you'll give like if you bite my leg, I'm gonna put my hands on your neck. You'll be unconscious. Well, straight away, as soon as I put my hand on your neck, and I, you realise that I'm a strong guy, and I'm gonna break your trachea, and I will do it if you're biting me aggressively. And then when you let go, I'm still putting you to sleep, mounting you, waiting for you to wake up, smashing your face in, putting you to sleep, waiting, yeah. abusing you. Making sure that I get you back for biting my leg. Yeah, look, so these guys, these people who think like this, and these street fighters said, obviously with inverted commas, like these street fighters are uh, should be thankful that not more MMA fighters are cunts 
That's what they need to be thankful for. They need to be thankful that not more MMA fighters are out there wanting to beat up street fighters. Because these guys who go around the pub who want to have a fight on a Friday night, the people who you were before you started this, yeah. like you, when you were 18, needs to be thankful that you, <laughs> at your age now, doesn't want to fight people like you when you were 18. God. That's, do you know I mean, that's what we that's what we need to look in another ten years time. Then I'm going out just to watch fights in town because oh, everyone's going to be. Last night I get so excited. Like, last night I was like, oh wait, there, you can't get. We just got to see the kicks off. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, stop. Watch, watch. There's going to be no UFC soon because people who go out on a Saturday night are going to be able to properly fight. Be, <laughs> so you're going to go out downtown. Everyone trains. You're going to go out downtown just to watch. I'm not paying like twenty nine ninety nine or whatever it is for BT Sport. I'm going downtown every Saturday with a bucket of popcorn and I'm just watching people fight. Talk, talk about watching like the UFC and that. People fucking hate it. They're like, yeah, did you watch UFC last night? No. Do you know so and so? No. Did you know who? No. I don't watch it ever. <laughs> you're not a fan? I, I can't stand it. I, well, I like fighting, but I, I don't ever watch it. No. I watch Glory, I watch boxing, I love watching stuff like that. Cannot, I even watch jiu-jitsu, which is like sometimes fucking paint dry. Yeah. But I like that. Some guys, I like that the raspberry ape, that fucking yeah, guy um, Dan, who could like, you know. Dan Strauss. He doesn't just rip it. He crushes the fucking telephone book first, yeah. then rips it. You know what I mean? God, and he's a nice guy too. But he's an aggressive. That's what you, I, I like watching that sort of jiu-jitsu. Keenan Cornelius, yeah. aggressive jiu-jitsu. But I don't like watching them in Maine. That bores me to fucking death. Unless I, I like the guy... I didn't watch the Khabib Connor fight. I didn't no. watch any of it. I haven't seen any of Connor's fights. I, yeah. I, I would go out and get fucking pissed up because it's like less of a cue at the bar. Like, do you know what I mean? Or, <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? I've got no interest in I like watching boxing though. I really, I, I, I love watching that Vasily Lemachenko. Oh, I love And Lemachenko. I love watching Triple G. But now Canelo's grown on me now. Oh, the fuck it's now. Who did you have winning the fight? Canelo or did you have Triple G winning it? Well, the, the, like, the first one I gave to Triple G. Yeah. And the second one, technically, triple, I had Triple G, Triple G was more technical. Like, again, because he was there with a jab, jab, gentle jab, 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 keeping him away, jab, jab. And he was I, pushing him back for me as well. That's what. So I had some, Triple G winning. Sometimes, because I saw Canelo got a lot more in the pocket and he wasn't scared to fire some mm-hmm. fucks in that pocket, was he? No. He was swinging. They, they had venom. That's like That's like... When you're sparring Ben Smith, he's a prick from our gym. He's one of those guys you want a venom shot in his yeah. liver and hope he gets caught and he dies. <laughs> no, I'm joking, he's, he's alright. But no, like, when he's throwing, like, when, when Gennady throws hard, it doesn't look like he's trying to throw hard. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's just so technically perfect. He hits with the inside of the knuckle. He comes up at angles no one's used to. It doesn't look like he's trying to hit hard and then guys just dropping, you know. And then you look at... Um, Canelo, he is trying to kill you with those yeah, punches. Yeah. You can see it in his faces. He's there to fucking kill you. Do yeah. you know what I mean? I know he failed that drugs test, if it was for this. <laughs> must be devastating knowing he paid for it. But do you <laughs> know what I mean? It's like people are saying he's on gear because he's, you know, he's, he's put so much size on him, it's more the fun. Yeah, but he's also getting older and becoming more of a man and trains like a professional athlete every day of his fucking life. Yeah, yeah and he's taking gear. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. But the, so I would have believed him if he wouldn't have blamed, blamed the meat. If he had just said, listen, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe it's a protein supplement. We'll try our best to try and figure it out. I would have yeah. believed him. 
But when he said it was the meat, I thought, no, Tyson bollocks. Tyson Fury excuse. Yeah, it's bollocks. Yeah, man, I've been so eating wild boar, so, yeah. so they found a Trent Extreme made by MedTech. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that, that for me, as soon as he said that, I thought, no, nah, that's, that's a rehearsed, that's what everyone goes to. Fucking Alistair Overeem was fucking horse meat. Like, it's, everyone goes that route. So for me, as soon as he said that, I was like, you're on the gear. If he'd have just said, I don't know. I don't know and how I felt. We're going to look into it. Gotta be you honest, know. I don't really care. No, I couldn't give a fuck. I couldn't give a fuck. We're both from gear. In fact, I'd like to see a league, like some superhuman league, where you're allowed to take gear. Yeah. Obviously, I know oh, pride oh, or yeah. UFC five years. Well, when I started UFC, I could fucking see some of the guys that were on gear. Yeah, yeah. They, you could have literally gone up to them and scraped the grease off their back and injected it, and you would have looked like Arnie. Mate, they were on gear. Yeah. A lot of guys were, and they just stopped the week before. Or they, however, yeah. they done it. I don't know what they fucking. Some we're probably getting some like magic. I ain't gonna talk too much about my knowledge on it because I'm fucking. I'm clearly not a PED user. You've really got to look at my profile picture and you're like, does he even train? But like, <laughs> the difference. I want to see like some super league, or like um, at the Olympics where you can take whatever the fuck you want. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I mean, if that's even if they have to genetically modify I think, humans. <laughs> I mean, this is the was the thing about Lance Armstrong. Like, say what you want, but everyone was taking gear. She was still the best ever. Yeah, because like, everyone was taking gear. They it's were not... they were getting guys like in like fiftieth place, failing the drugs test. Who was a he was a born a freak, but Lance Armstrong. Well, yeah, he was bloody mate. What he done? He, the guy had cancer, and then he then he cut. We probably should have done all of this stuff at the beginning. Of the um, podcast, where just instead of just cutting off Gavin Reese for forty five minutes, <laughs> but at least it's going to get guys watching. But so, you know, that's like, good because the thing is, what you <laughs> might have done is we just spoke about this first. Gav might not listen now. At least yeah. Gav's going to listen. And first twenty minutes, you're going to yeah. cut him off, the thing is, and he can turn <laughs> off. I'd be devastated because he probably doesn't even give a fuck. But I want it to make his blood boil. I mean, this is the <laughs> thing: is so people will, and not only it with MMA, people would do stuff like that, and they will have their own confirmation bias where they will convince themselves that what they did was okay uh, because it doesn't affect them. And you see that in in political arguments, in what, once people have got something in their head, no matter how much truth you can tell them or how many reasons why what they did is wrong, if they believe what they did was right, they're never gonna, it's never going to affect them. You're never going to get the outcome that you want. Neil deGrasse Tyson said it. Um, when he, I was listening when he was on Joe's podcast and he said, I give everyone five minutes. Like these flat earthers, I'll give you five minutes and I'll say something to you like, well, what about gravity? And they're like, oh no, because gr- the gravity on earth is there. And he's like, yeah, but no, that's counterintuitive. No, because he's like, and then I realise I have to stop. You no longer get the five minutes because no matter what I'm going to say to you, you're always going to cut, you're always going to go back to your confirmation bias. You're going to find a way to twist it around to your way of thinking. So I realise now we can't have a discussion. Because I can't educate you because anything I tell you that's fact or evidential, you're going to just throw out the window to conform with what you believe anyway. And it's the same thing with this situation. Like, you could tell Gav how much it hurt you, what he did was wrong, how it's affected you. And if he's got it in his head, well, fuck it. What I did was right for you'll never convince him anyway. Oh, mate, I think I'm long, I just don't fucking like him for it. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, he could, like, for all I know, he could have been the nicest man in the world. But that time to me, he was a cunt and he fucking ruined a part of my life. He can yeah. fuck himself. I mean, the good, the That's important thing is that with. other people hear that and see that and it doesn't happen again. That's the most important thing is like, listen, you're, you're fucking with people's lives. You're, you know, like that. What if Jack died? 
Yeah, and I mean, even so, take away Jack out the uh, take Jack out of the out of the equation. So he's fucking up the shit with Jack. But what if you got yourself in so much fucking debt from that that you were the sort of person who suffers from depression? Uh, you yeah. spiral down and down and down. Your UFC career is over because you can no longer bring yourself to go and train. You go and get a fucking measly job that's not paying you enough. Next thing you lose your house. You got nowhere to fucking go. Like. What then? What? And all this comes off the fact that this guy hasn't made weight. Now he can say, yeah, but that's not my problem. That's your problem. No, but you have to look at it. all comes because you were unprofessional in that moment. I thought you just described my last four months. Apart from the reason that for fuck me, have you been doing research on this, man? That's exactly what fucking happened to me. I had to go to the doctors and shit. I was so fucking low. I had fuck all left because of that one mistake he made. It may not affect him. He may be the, oh, <laughs> Is what you get for calling me a fat cunt on the podcast. But I didn't do that at the time, dickhead, did I? I even said hello to the rude git, and he didn't say hello back. Yeah. I was being fucking polite. I used to be like a fan of his. Now he... Fuck off. And the best thing is, if we have a fight, I would fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best bit. If he comes at me, he needs a fucking gun or a baseball bat, and he better get me with the first swing. He's got that puncher's chance. Yes, he is. You can't uppercut me hard enough when I shoot for a low single. Yeah. I'll just, I I just mean, shoot for a low single. You can't punch me once. The thing is, though, mate, is you can, like, you, you'd you be better off looking at him in that situation, knowing you can do what you want and being like, oh, I'd never fucking like, act. This is never going to come to blows. No, I mean, I don't <laughs> think it would. But I, I know I think, what you mean. If he does come for me, though, yeah, I would get a high pick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would be like, oh my god, this is going to be fucking amazing. The only issue is it'd be split up before anything happened anyway. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's no way my coaches would let that happen. There's no yeah. way his friends would let that happen. But hopefully his friends hit my coaches and then it fucking goes on a massive <laughs> And that would be amazing. But the, it, like, we're fucking grown men, right? Yeah. He knows he fucked up. I know he's a cunt. Yeah. We're, we're not really going to fight. But imagine if we did. <laughs> seems like you may have just imagined it, it. I'm just dropping that in there like imagine if we did you may have imagined yeah. this yeah Do you know what, I just love like obviously now I've asked to leave the UFC and that really, no one knows this yet but I've asked to leave the UFC I can say whatever the fuck I want now I don't give a fuck the fucks I'm gonna start firing on Facebook at people is gonna be legendary the amount of times I've had to hold back what I'm saying of oh but maybe they print screen this, put this on the UFC. Oh, mate. Am I going to fire some fucks? <laughs> I'm going to go home. I'm going to get my little CBD pen with a magic THC in it. <laughs> Two little puffs. Facebook <laughs> set some fucker up. And then I'm going to just fucking destroy them. <laughs> I don't give so a fuck. So you think fuck. the UFC will let you go? Fuck, I've been asking. What are the chances? What are the chances? Just please let me go. I don't want to fight anymore. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't know what the big deal is. I know they said they spent a lot of money like building me up as a fighter and stuff. So fucking get me fights. Well, get me cutting fights then. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. And then obviously, you saw to come in and I failed the drugs test and that, but we'll try and skip that a little bit. It wasn't performance enhancement of drugs, boys. Just get that right out there. We, do you know what I mean? It was something else. But even that's been like, it was almost it was almost sorted out and then something else happened and I was like, Oh, do you know what? Fuck this. I've had enough. The stress is too much. I had to get a job and by this time I was obviously trying to pay back the camp. And you're not an MMA fan as well, which makes it harder. Which makes it harder. I think, I don't so watch for me I'm a massive MMA fan. I mean obviously it wasn't MMA when I first started. We so didn't speak about it was, that on the did we speak about this earlier that I don't watch it ever? 
Yeah, you swear by Smithers. Yeah. Sure yeah. Just me. shortly ago, yeah, it's my memory, mate. Yeah, no, no, your memory hasn't suffered at all, mate. You're right. Uh, um, punch drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but so I, uh, I'm a massive fan. So for me, you can, I can always summon the, the energy to want more. That's why I'm not retired now. Like I've been hit with, I've had that fracture in my neck, which is now stable. I'm good back to training. Then my Back goes the other week and I slip a disc in my back. But Spine. all I can think is, I can train. Want to spar? Want to train? No. Was it vertebrae? Spinal. Spinal. My back is broken. What was it? Vertebrae? Spinal. Spinal. Fuck. I don't know if I knew that was at one point uh, your back was going to come in. I was like, yeah. yeah. Spinal. Mike Spinal. <laughs> the amount of people who sent me that. Oh, mate. Fucking. I bet you got destroyed. Yeah. Mate, the reason I fight is because I like fighting. Yeah. It's got. I, I'm not an MMA fan. I, like I said, I don't watch it. I fucking get bored. Shitless. Yeah, yeah. I love watching sparring. My friends at the gym. I love watching people evolve. That I help coach and all that stuff. Going to the lab is fucking amazing. Watching the sparring there. It's better than after fights you on the lab sometimes. Not always best on the brain cells. But we don't spar like that all the time. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you do one round sometimes a week. If it was a hard yeah. round, and you got hit a lot. That's your round done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. No, for real. It's like no. I believe you. Look, like, I've been there before, and it's like, yeah, you got three today, and then they stopped at two because if you're not, if you can't defend the shots coming to your face anymore, you're you're not progressing. Exactly. Just, yeah. It, they, I tell you, what, I can't remember the guy who first told me this. His name's Scott. Um, he quit boxing. He was a phenomenal boxer. He trained. He was an ABA. He even moved in with some guy's coach. But yeah, he um, he's got OCD. He's perfectionist. And he, was there he couldn't do it unless he was perfect yeah. but um he came at me one day he goes you stop sparring i said why is that he goes you're too tired to keep stopping these shots you're not getting any better you're just getting punch drunk yeah, yeah. come back next time your cardio would have been up do then see if you can do the full night like, six rounds yeah Right, I'm, I'm talking absolute dribble there. I don't want to tell you how many rounds they really were. Like three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like, you're not defending yourself. You're covering up, but your brain is getting hit and hit. You're and getting hit. the benefit. Yeah. You're sparring what and getting are the you benefit. Learning? Yeah. You're not getting tougher. Your forearms and your face is getting a bit, you know, a bit, bit deadened. The yeah. nerves, you're not getting better. Yeah. Go out, have a round out, get your energy back, come back in, be sharp again. Yeah. Wear proper protective gear. I don't like wearing headgear. I think headgear is way worse. I, I agree. I yeah. think I get hit so much harder. I end up that I feel almost almost concussed yeah. wearing one. It feels like I got no shoulder. I'm narrow shoulders anyway. So when you yeah. got a big box on, I just look like a fucking rectangle. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I hope that's like the shape of ways you get the shape police on it. Just go oblong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Primary school oblong. <laughs> so I don't wear it. Yeah. I think if if one of these wearing it, the clash of heads is gone. So that's that's brilliant. Yeah. My head is a way smaller target without it. Yeah, However, exactly. the gloves you wear, I think, does make a fucking difference. Yeah. Right? I never hit people hard in sixes. Mate, have you seen the size of my fucking hands? Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I've got massive hands for a lightweight. Yeah, so. and look at the and size of bigger, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. My hands are huge. It's a, it is a nightmare getting gloves for anything. Yeah. No one likes me to borrow their gloves because I stretch them and fucking ruin them. Yeah. Straight away, do you know what I mean? So, just just the weight of my arm when I'm wearing the small gloves hurts. Yeah. I put 18s on. Yeah, yeah. I put 20s on. 
Yeah, with I, wraps. This is another thing for me. So I never spar without wraps or MMA gloves underneath my boxing gloves. Lots of guys just put MMA gloves on and then put that put their boxing gloves over the top because it's quicker than wraps, I guess. So if you're if we're doing MMA sparring where we do three rounds of stand up, three rounds of grappling, let's say, then we just slide your gloves off. You don't have to take your wraps off. But I like to wear wraps, so I never spar without wraps because even through an 18 inch glove with a little pointy knuckle, keep coming through time after time, six or seven weeks into sparring. You're, you're penetrating the, all the padding. So hands wrapped, gloves on. Like, where to spar? I want to technically get better when I spar. I don't need you to punch me in the face to toughen me up. It's not... Otherwise, I'd beat myself in the face with a baseball bat. Don't I don't need to be toughened up. Punch. Exactly. Like, God, I, I spar for timing and movement and yeah, to yeah. test the things I that just, I've been putting... I'm just going to go and bite the curb and get my dad to stomp on the back of it to make, me, you know, make my make teeth stronger. Tough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No. I'm actually... People can't see this, obviously, because this is a podcast, but if I show, like, like where's the state of my knuckles and hands at the moment, like, you know, they're fucking wrecked. Yeah, I am getting arthritis, but like the good thing is I probably get tramadol on prescription, so <laughs> it's, it's not all bad. Oh, and hopefully weed will be made legal by then. That'd be way better. But you know I mean, mean, that's the thing. Maybe you know you just, mean, they are fucking wrecked. Yeah, you, you can't be sparring. Of, yeah, you can't be sparring. <laughs> like sparring, you need to look at as top level athletes. If you're sparring, it shouldn't be to damage your body. That's not. Uh, it, it's so counterproductive. You're sparring and losing brain cells, breaking knuckles, like busting your arms. For sparring, this is the, this is the process that makes me better. Like you don't go out when you do your driving lessons to be to, to learn how to drive. You don't, you don't go out crashing crash to lampposts. Yeah, exactly. You don't practice crashing. You don't just practice just in case you just crash. in case you crash. Exactly. Yeah, this so is my favorite one. Yeah. That's what, I know it's going to sound silly, but I don't agree with brake falling. In I know this is we just gone off a little subject a little bit, but it's like with brake falling because you said about the crashing and yeah. you know you didn't practice that but you see guys practice brake falling yeah and you mate would I fuck brake fall in a fight yeah hell no you ain't got time to brake fall in a fight you don't just fuck I'm gonna have to land on it it's gonna hurt like fuck but I'm gonna get up so I don't I don't go up boom brake fall then quickly tips hip highs I'm fucking already trying to hip highs yeah. right on the day, day. Yeah. it may not be nice on my body when I hit it but I am not Given that position. But break falling is more for getting thrown 15, yeah. 20 times in a round the while you're problem, training. The problem is, though, you drill that. Yeah, so and then, it, and then when you're in a fight, guess what happens? Boom, you see some guy break fall and then he's mounted. Yeah, yeah. So it means like, fuck, man. Yeah. My just, pet hate with fights is because you said mounted, is people not being able to escape mount. The first thing well, I ever I teach. Did get finished, like, yeah, you <laughs> you did. To be fair, yeah. Thank you, Wes. You did oh, get. Rick. And the first thing, the first thing I was doing when I was watching, I was like, I was fucking uh, go for a landscape. I was like two on one, two on one. Yeah. Out. And then the fucker took me. I was like, ah, go back yeah. round two on one. But you yeah, see man. it in the UFC all the fucking time now. Derek Lewis couldn't make couldn't make escape the other day, and I'm like, was he fresh as well? Because I, I was I wasn't very well in that. Squad. I mean, so he was I like, in second round. But even so, I'm like. Derek's not fuck. He's number two everywhere in the world. I mean, Derek just trains an hour a day at the most. But I can't stand not being able to mountscape. It's the most dangerous position you can be in in an MMA fight. You should yes, be able to mountscape. Yes, boom, yeah. boom, boom, or, boom. Or someone with the hooks in under your back first. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, which is what happened, what happened to you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not. It's not. That was because I went solely for a, a dig submission. For you. It's not solely a dig for you, but you should run out of escape. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that was because once again we're going about earlier. You shouldn't have I gone went for that for submission. submission. Yeah, yeah, I should have just got up. You should have got up. 
Yeah. That was my. I, I or got, held on to the fucking submission so tight. Mate, I, I thought, oh my god, I was being fucking money hungry, glory hungry, like going trying to finish my problem. I liked the idea of finishing someone. I thought, oh my god, I got a triangle. Mate, I should have just got up. I should have just gone for the bullshit fucking Omar Plattis. We pulled up, then I could have got up, and then we. Then we get it back to where I was again. But now I got greedy. I thought, oh, I got a bit pre-cummy. You know, I've done it. That's my first time. Do but, you know what I mean? Mate, I listen, finishing a fight's great because not only have you A, finished the fight, you might get a bonus, but the fucking fight's over. And we love fighting, but we love the fight. We love when it's over more. Hey, that moment when you're, when you're that the final win. Barry, like, oh, thank you, Jesus. That yeah. belt's gone off. That last 30 seconds felt like The amount of times I've gone for something <laughs> and all the time. That last 30 thinking, seconds, people have evolved. Yeah. We can breathe under <laughs> yeah. Fucking water. Mate, I've gone through stuff like guillotines before, and I'm not even thinking. I hope I finish. All I'm thinking is, hope you don't get out of this. Hope you don't get out of this. Hope you don't get. Just because I don't care if I finish him, just don't let him get out of this. And you go for something just because you just fucking want to just. When I put Dylan Andrews in that guillotine, mate, I am telling you now, I had DOMS. People that don't know what sport is, delayed onset muscular soreness. When you're sore as fuck after training. I was squeezing on that guillotine so hard, my back ached for days. <laughs> I am telling you now, he was tapping to a neck crank or whatever. That would have killed him if he didn't tap. Do yeah, you know what I mean? Go, that, you go for someone and you, all I think is, don't, oh, fuck it, I've got to get this. Don't, it, I don't want to slip off. As soon as I felt that neck and I thought, and I was squeezing so hard, he hadn't tapped and I thought, should I let go? And then I hear Stu shout out, don't let go. Yeah. He's gonna tap, and then it was just like this, like Super Saiyan three on steroids come through. Fuck you, motherfucker! Ah! And you squeeze, you get that adrenaline squeeze, which is like plus thirty percent. Yeah, he tapped. Yeah, and I fractured his eye socket with the jab before that, or the elbow, or some shit. So then, his, then he's like, I can't see, and then he had to have major surgery. And that 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 actually like broken every eye socket. That mock Raman. Yeah. Bear in mind, I was a massive underdog for that as well. Everyone thought I was going to get fucked up. Mock was this like crazy striker and stuff. Mock's a brilliant fighter. And I actually really like him. I get along with him now. But um, I fractured his eye socket as well. And it, like, unfortunately, I think he's now blind in one eye. But... I hope not, because he's got kids and shit. And I hope I know he's always having operations. But it's like, he's fucking sound as well. Especially, I really like him, actually. Every yeah. time I go down to gym at one, I go out, go out on the pier sometimes, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Off the subject, come back to alcohol once again. <laughs> again. Oh my God. There's a train to this. <laughs> There's a train, but I drove there. Like but yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> me, I drove there. <laughs> people are. I think people, when they listen, might be a bit shocked that you fucking uh, that you're not punch drunk and. You're not, you know, you're not a fucking idiot. Is the main and your emotional fucking breakdowns after your fight when you're fucking because I, like I said, I've not fought for the UFC, um, and I've not been in a position where every time I fight, I think, fuck, is this going to be the end of that for me? Do you know what I mean? So for you to go into a fight like you did, um, that was in Scott Askham, Scott Askham yeah, in London, right? Um, was it London? Yeah. Was yeah 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 um yeah so if you were to go into a fight with a the pressure of as well, it's so a well. fucking tough fight man it's a tough fight you go into that fight with knowing that you're going you're in for a tough fight but also knowing that fuck is this the end of it if I don't win this which if there's a conspiracy in anything you'd think well they're gonna probably want him to fucking win and and you're going into that fight with all that pressure carried and then you win the fight and uh, you walk out and you have that fucking emotional moment on camera i mean I, I dare say it gained you some fans do you know what i mean but people are going to then listen to this and they're going to realize you're not a fucking idiot 
you know, like the pressure got to you and fucking, did you, were you, when that happened, were you consciously thinking like, fuck, I'm going to fucking break down, I don't want to cry, or do, it just all came I, out? Just... I just don't give a fuck about stuff like that, mate. Yeah. I don't care if people see me cry or not, I'm not really embarrassed by that anymore. Yeah. Mate, after that fight, mate, I was a bit sore, like, do you know what I mean? He was definitely more sore. I yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember he was limping on that leg. Everyone was like, yeah, yeah, why don't you keep kicking his leg? Because he fits stamped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very hard to kick that back leg without being counted. And by the way, Scott is a very good kickboxer. When he went orthodox, I just forgot forgot about it, circling the wrong way. It wasn't until my coach goes, Bradley, you're fighting an orthodox guy now. You told me you don't care, you'd fight anyone in the UFC who's orthodox. Oh yeah. And then all of a sudden you can see it in the last round, I was like, pop, 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 and I started landing nasty shots. They were heavy. Every time we got into a big tussle, I was one that landed the shots. He always missed. He, I found his head was always on center. So even though he, he was, I had the longer reach. He had that two inch height advantage, which is not pleasant when you're fighting someone that no, tall. It's yeah. like for fuck's sake. And guess what? His legs are long as fuck too. And he's got good whippy kicks. So I had to be on him. So the whole fight, that was why I was going forward. I was not letting him have an inch. It's, do you know how hard it is to do that? When you're not taking a step back, I will not let you get fuck all. Even when he, um, I think there was a moment he caught me or something, and then the crowd started going, well, his section of the crowd started going mental, and he closed me down. If you actually look at it, I was when he landed all the shots. I dug deep, went down. I was not giving him a fucking inch. And I think, uh, and it was a great fight. Bear in mind, Scott Askham is a fucking good fighter too. Yeah, really good fighter. He yeah. is fucking really good. Like He just beat Luke Barnett. Um... Mate, well, you fucking savage, Luke Barnett. Mm. I mean, Luke Barnett's okay. He's not bad fighter himself. Big, he's a big awkward guy. Even if he's not, uh, yeah, I've, I've sparred with him. I mean, he, he's he's tall. Yeah, and he's awkward. He's like he's got an awkward style. He's not like a he's not a bog standard, straightforward guy. Like you, it's not. He is long. He's just an awkward guy, you know. Like so, that's a, yeah, it's a tough fight. That's a tough fight for anybody. Yeah. Yeah, and ask him, fucked him up. Yeah. Did you see it? No, I only caught bits of like a highlight of it or something. Yeah, yeah. In all fairness, that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, which I fucking yeah. can't stand it. Before everyone I beat, I want to go on to do brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I don't want any of the guys course, I beat yeah. to lose. It yeah. makes me look shit. So I want Askham to go on and be world champion if for all I care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'd fight him again. I'd still fucking beat the cunt. Yeah. I'd still beat him and go fuck. Yeah. I've got no fear of. I think that was the thing. I had no fear of his striking whatsoever. I had no fear of his ground game whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Come on, take me down. See what happens. Yeah. Oh, wait there. I got straight back up. His, that was his biggest fucking mistake. That cost him the fight. Your favourite win, do you reckon? There was, yeah, Ben Alloway was a nice one as well because I didn't like the cunt. Yeah. So that was good. But I, I didn't dislike Scott, but he, he said something to me at the, at the weigh-in. He was like, oh, they respect them zone, all this shit. I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you talking to? And I was yeah. like, what the heck? He fucking fired me up. I wanted to kill him in that fight. Yeah. I was like, mate, when I was kicking his leg, I was trying to break that calf. When I was hitting him, I was trying to hurt him. Like, yeah, genuinely yeah. nasty. Do you know what I mean? I mean, my hardest fight ever, I know I lost, uh, what's his name? Fucking, I can't remember what it was. Oh, fucking hell. This is how shit I am with fucking USA. It's don't give a fuck. I can just <laughs> which, remember my last loss? fight. Fucking out my um. Not the, the one before. The only time I got finished, I think, in the in oh, like ten. Oh, that fight. was pretty pretty. Uh, pre- fucking hell! It was in Mexico City, man. Yeah, pray, pray. May just that's him. not Carlos, was it? No, no I just say like I fought him, right? Anyway, yeah. 
he finished me. Like I had a lot of stuff go wrong before that fight, but it's because of financially the reason I didn't pull out. I'm not using that as an excuse. I got beat fair and square. But I think if I was at my best, I think it would have been Mag. No, if that's Magnus Hennebrand, someone else I wasn't meant to fight. Hermanson. Hermanson. Jesus fucking yeah, Christ. Yeah. What a lovely guy he is, yeah. by the way. Um, like him, I had staph infection before that. Yeah. And it was in Mexico. And it, 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 that's not the point. I, I had staph infection. No, but at the same time, though, mate, it's a massive climate yeah, it's difference. Do you know what I mean? Altitude, altitude difference is, is massive. And, um, so. so we had to hold off my medical all the way to the very end because I would have failed because I had staff because yeah. I not had to fight so I was getting an injection in the ass and I don't I've never felt so bad in all my life and you see this massive scar on my eye yeah yeah I'd done that just before like in my camp so I couldn't spar either it was just like Jesus everything couldn't have gone any like couldn't have gone worse for that fight and I was really excited to fight him too because it, I thought stylistically it, suit, it suited me because I watched him I asked him and I was like yeah I'm going to do this fucker and I just felt so weak when he, I just had nothing in me when I was, yeah. even in the warm up I felt sick um, my gut health obviously was destroyed from all the antibiotics um, and, and you like, eat you eat pretty clean coming up to fight so I, mean, I do which is healthy even, yeah I've got, I've got no choice I mean yeah. I eat like a fucking pig yeah, yeah. I should be diabetic <laughs> what do you mean with the shit I eat I am scum I, I, I mean the amount of hobnobs and stuff which you might have to get out now despite being happy <laughs> no no you know. can't have the hobnobs now uh, mate you turn them down wait there I, mean, I, I even know I know what area we're in there is a premier shop up there we'll send them up we get a healthy sandwich you know? <laughs> <laughs> what oh. a paradox the healthy sandwich yeah, is there such a thing mate Marks and Sparks what way to go <laughs> if, you, if you want to cut weight mate go to Marks and Sparks uh, so I eat Marks and Sparks most days that they do a, get... a super nutty whole food oh, salad that's the one I'm like with fucking hummus in it oh, oh mate num, 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 num. super that's nutty whole food salad with a little bit of um, that vinegar. gingery vinegar stuff bit, uh, soy in what's it uh, balsamic vinegar vinaigrette thing yeah you oh, sprinkle mate. it on there and it's like oh this is only food because I don't eat carbs yeah I don't eat I eat ketogenically oh, in the, or at least in the week David that is, that is me, mate, honestly. Shit. Honestly. Are, are you, like, a, a fan of it, or is it just because you like me? Be um, honest, don't cut the shit. No, is I, it because of the health benefits and what health, you've seen? No, Or is it because you fucking like me? No, no, I fucking love meat, but at the same but time... I'm a hunter, so I'm bound stop, to want to eat there, loads of meat. No, but it is the sugar, because my mum died of MS... Mm. I'm massively now you just fucking boom dropped so I'm ma- against sugar <laughs> yeah so fuck like, you <laughs> no you when my mum had it when my mum got diagnosed with MS I started looking into um, dietary supplements because I wanted my mum to smoke weed because uh, she didn't like taking codeine so I wanted my mum to smoke a lot of codeine weed and stuff so when I started looking ever. at that then my granddad got diagnosed with Parkinson's and I looked at all these so I started looking at uh, inflammatory diseases from um inflammatory diseases from sugar and stuff so I tried to take sugar out of my diet refined carbohydrates I don't really I'm not really a fan of sugar myself I'm, um, not, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have a hobnob right now just the one I bet you don't just have a hobnob hey I'll have to I'm gonna have to go find <laughs> never, never, never fucking but pack it like out. on a Sunday mate I struggle to I do most Sundays I'll eat shit on a Sunday but uh I do through the week I try and eat as as ketogenic as I can just for health benefit that's it oh and I would never cut meat on my diet I fucking love meat I would never do a carnivore based diet but yeah I love meat well I went vegan didn't I for my fight for um I would go vegan but I don't like the taste of cock no, no, no. and you got <laughs> mate 
the problem is, mate, ve- ve- like I went vegan, but fucking vegans piss me off, man. That's yeah. They make me savage. That's the it thing. It drives me. I'm like, it's a oh. cult. Veganism's a cult. It's no longer about dietary needs, and especially being a hunter, the amount of shit oh, mate, I get from vegans. Hashtag vegans are bad or something like that, and you see the abuse. Yeah. The swarm of armchair puffers coming up to. I don't mean puffers as in like a homosexual, nasty, fucking homophobe coming in. I just mean you're a bit soft. Yeah, right? I'm with you. You get these softies coming at you and you're just like, mate, fuck off, you armchair pussy hole. Yeah. Fucking come over here and I'll slap your face in with my meaty dick. <laughs> well, I that. Can... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, the vegan, f- being a hunter, I get, I get shit and I have arguments with vegans all the time and the, the, uh, the apparent so say oh yeah the impact you're having on the earth and I just got one one thing that I can use as a rebuttal for them and they can't argue it it's, I'm not even going to say about the agricultural impact that raising loads of crops is compared to raising meat I'm just going to say to you you want to focus on the uh, on the issue of uh, economic impact of a carnivore has why don't we all come together and focus on palm oil and that's it their arguments destroyed palm oil destroys more um more of the eco has more of an economic impact, more of a conservational impact than meat or fucking or uh, grain consumption. Just simply palm oil, and you're trying to hit me with the fact that I go out and I shoot deer and I eat it. Mate, I gotta stop you right there. With I fucking before because I'm a little bit those fucking tablets have kicked in, so I got a bad back. But um, I tell you what, I'm gonna stop you right there. I destroyed one vegan, right? I was on a plant-based diet at the time, for fuck's sake. Right, so I was, but I, I shot some squirrels and I put a, a thing up on Instagram. Yeah. And uh, oh, this guy was going mental. And I said, well, if you want to grow all these crops, what about all the little mices you kill? And he's like, yeah, but that's not no. Whoa, 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 whoa. So that mouse's life is not as important as the squirrel I just yeah. killed. Dickhead. Insect. So, what, what, go, let's go past mammals. Let's go to insects. All life's got a. Think of the insects that are killed by pesticides. Oh, well, I don't know. I'm a vegan. I don't eat pesticides. Okay, so how do you think the land's farmed? So when you're... The food you eat has to be farmed, yeah? So what about about the impact of insects when... when you stand on ants on the way by accident, you don't even know what a murder you are. That little ant had kids. Yeah. Those kids kids now haven't got a little daddy ant because that dirty vegan stood on it. It's the um, anthropomorphite... I can't... I'm fucked now. Anthropomorphite... Yeah, fuck it. So I um, it's against um against like to anthropomorphize um just to justify. That's what I said about confirmation bias. Just to justify how you want to live your diet. You know, you want to say that every animal that's killed. I'm against mass farming. I don't want animals to be locked in cages just so I can have some chicken to eat. Or I don't want animals to be kept so we can have. That's not what I want. I'm against mass farming. What I'm not against is. Hunting animals, killing them to eat, to consume as food. That's not... And I get you don't want to do that. That's all very well. But I don't push on you that you should eat food. Don't push on me that veganism is the way forward. Another one I used as well. Would you rather be savaged by a lion to death or have a bullet in your head? Yeah, exactly. Which would you rather? Would you rather be savaged? I'm taking the bullet. Mate, if Simba, when he was fully grown, come at me, I would shift my pants and shoot myself before it savaged me to death. Exactly. Well, actually, if I had a gun and shoot myself, I'd probably just shoot yeah. Simba. But you know what I mean? Well, mate, most animals in the wild that are hunted die through shock. That They die when they're caught, they die through shock. So a fo- if a fox kills um, a, like a hare or something, a lot of these animals will die through shock before they'll die through 
predatory causes. So a lion, lions will attack uh, their animals. So even if they can't get a throat grab, uh, get hold of a throat of an animal and suffocate, a lot of them will die through the shock. It's the shock that kills these animals. So what what sort of way is that to go other than me up compared to me out with a rifle and I shoot a not listen I'm not saying it lions right you hunting roe deer in Witchurch yeah. <laughs> no, I've never come across one but I'm saying you know there's no it's a confirmation bias again the people cannot get it in their head that yeah it's an animal but we kill it we eat it there's no they can't relate to that they think that's a bad thing and oh everything's this got a is life only involved in your hunting mind just get that come back we'll make sure this is all around your fucking hunting we'll get not the mass farming not mass farming yeah, just, yeah just, I'm just, against really, mass farming I'm going to say that again because yeah. maybe someone's already lost that and they're going to come in half a film and go Wes is such a dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shooting those poor little bambies around yeah. looking for Thumper what a twat Thumper's been waiting for ages he's worn off two pairs of little rabbit shoes do you know what I mean? that's <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm against mass farming I am I don't the impact of mass farming is huge and I completely agree and it does need to stop and what a shit life for a cat, what right? a shit life for every animal yeah what an absolutely shit life and I try like so I want to try and do a year of only eating food that I've ki- hunted, killed, fished, uh, caught, like caught fishing, um, or that other people have shot and they've given to me. That's the life that I want to try and do for a year and see if I can do it. I understand a big part of my diet will then be vegetarian because it's just not sustainable. I won't be able to go out and shoot deer. Unless you've got a hell of a buck, mind. Yeah, but even so, so if I shoot a nice big, if I shoot a nice big fallow buck, let's say, the meat might last me a couple of months, but then as that's coming to an end, I need to be able to go out, shoot another deer, have it butchered, ready to go back in the freezer. So it might be feasible, but then again, do I just want to eat venison for a year? Probably not. I mean, you're not venison, mate. So... You got a posh twat. Venison is nice. Come on. No, it is. Yeah, it is. If you're eating venison oh six God, days a week. No, I got venison. It's like <laughs> some people that's their fucking Christmas meal. They've been waiting for that. I have day. venison every Christmas. You ungrateful <laughs> shit. Isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Fucking hell. Six shit. days a week of venison, though, mate. Hey, some poor cunt's got spam somewhere. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And then you're bitching about venison. Do you know what I mean? Jesus Christ. When I you mean, put in, it like that, maybe I'll rough in it. In between that, you're telling me you can grab your shotgun and nail some like partridge. And stuff yeah, like that's between. the next thing. Come is, on, mate. You're yeah, some miss dark, that some times? dark or some pigeon or some. And I will eat squirrel definitely. I'll go out. Is that squirrel? Yeah, I, I would I definitely go out and eat squirrel. I think. Uh, I needed more than one though. Definitely need more I than needed one. Needed more than one. I was quite disappointed. It's the same as when I shot that pigeon. I thought, yeah, this is going to be nice. You feel the weight of the pigeon and you realise, well... Once you take the guts, the bones, the feathers, everything out, you're left with two tiny little breasts. In the end, mate, I just I just cut it down the middle. It wasn't even worth plucking it. Just cut the breasts off. Cut the breasts off, yeah, yeah. Fry it, done. I do like pigeon. I do like pigeon, mate. I do like pigeon. I do actually like, if you get enough pigeons, you can can almost make enough to make a burger. If you grunt... Them up, okay, nice. Burger, yeah, yeah pigeon burger. YouTube, yeah. I like. Uh, I'll do wood pigeon, pigeon breast, wood not pigeon. feral pigeon. Just no, yes. once again. Yeah, I like p- pigeon breasts, and I'll do it with a uh, with with a mushroom and a walnut, like froth some lightly froth some walnuts and some mushrooms with some butter. Deglaze the pan with something like a red wine vinegar, red and wine. have that. Oh, Just mate, make red wine. <laughs> Yeah, some of that tonight. I'm a big game. Just... I like game. I do like. I do like Mate, game. How like when people get ugh, my ex girlfriend. I'm not gonna say anything nasty about her on air. She had she had enough of that now. But she was so used to things like McDonald's burgers and stuff like that. She wouldn't eat game. 
Yeah, I got friends the same. Well, hang on a minute. You'll eat McDonald's, but you won't have game. Yeah. It's, it's the it's disassociation like, with the things that you eat, see? So, well, it doesn't, no, it even, doesn't Even if they didn't know, if you just said, oh, I don't like that taste. Yeah. But you'll eat McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. Oh, right, so enough. I got a mate, and he'll only eat his stuff. Well, he'll only eat steak well done. So I, I caught a deer, brought it back, took the fillet straight before I hung it, because I didn't like to hang the fillet. So I took, cut the fillet straight off. I had the deer hanging in the back room there. Took the fillets off. I was like, oh, I've just caught a deer. He said, yeah, I want mine well done. No, we don't cook venison well done. I was like, no way. He said, I'll only eat it well done. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to cook you a little bit well done, and I'm going to cook you a bit rare. He said, okay, I'll try it. So I cooked him a bit well done. He's like, I don't like that. It's like liver. I said, like, yeah, you don't cook venison well done. It's going to be horrible, gamey. So now I'll cook you a bit. He's like, oh, it's pink and stuff. So I cooked it, and I cooked it maybe a little bit over rare. He tried it, he's like, fucking hell, and I have another bit of that. And he had a whole fillet cooked rare of venison because it was cooked properly, prepared properly, cooked properly. He ate it and he liked it. Do you know what I mean? Done. And it, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Still warm where it's just yeah. been killed. Yeah, that's the way, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Still a nervous twitch as it <laughs> hits the butter in the pan. Uh, to all the vegans out there, I can still see it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're not helping me out here mate you're certainly not helping me out here what no little, little I just, Bambi when he, when he realises his mum's gone he's like well and, but <laughs> people, people think as well that I enjoy killing I can't stand killing things I hate I always get like a guilt a guilt afterwards. feeling when I, I kill an get, animal like, I get it all wow. the time I don't enjoy to kill anything I don't kill spiders don't kill I, flies, mate, I feel don't... bad when I kill a spider but I kill them all the time honestly if oh, I know a spider it has to no, die my brother is the same I won't kill otherwise that could bite me. No. So I've got well, take out the threat. Take you, out the threat. Have you been victim? <laughs> have you been victim to many spider attacks? I got, bit, I got bit by a spider as a kid, like a tiniest little pinch ever, and I say every spider deserves death. <laughs> I I Mate, listen, I'll get in bed on a night and a, a fly will be in there, and I'm like, fuck. And do you know what I do? I tolerate that little fucking prick. It's like no, a modita- like a meditation. Nah. I literally lay. Because if you open a window for a fly. I don't want to escape. It don't want to escape. I opened my window before for a fly. It flew out the big side and back in the small side. Quick as fuck. Was in. God, a fly doesn't want to escape. I know. A fly a wants fly. to live in. So, <laughs> so do, do I do as like a source of meditation? I will lay down. I'll force myself to sleep with that little prick flying around because I know how much it bothers me. But I'm not going to kill it just because I'm annoyed. Because because it's annoying. I'm not because I'd be dead. If we kill things that are annoying, me and you would both be dead, mate. 100% we're annoying. So we would both... I bombard people with podcasts, which are like the human equivalent of a fly hitting your window. I mean, it's going to come through. Yeah, so I'm not going to kill a fly, which is basically just mate, annoying. It's I've, not... I've even got one of those we got little electric fucking tennis bats. Oh, mate, it's, I know it's cruel, but killing things is fucking awesome on that. Oh, I mean, I like making a game out of it. But I'm not. I can't. Just I don't. I don't enjoy killing things. So I don't. I go out and I hunt stuff for food, and that is it. That's why I don't fly. I don't hunt corvids anymore with birds of prey. So I don't hunt magpies or crows. And I'm probably going to start hunting crows again because there's so many of them. You know, they are they are a pest species, and we're encouraged to hunt them. They're vermin. Well, they, they let, but, you know, yeah, as soon as they say vermin, it's like hmm, yeah, someone wants you to get rid of it. Yeah, like squirrels as well. Squirrels Just are the like, same. You know, want, you know, like you know, because we can't. All the vegans don't want us to like kill pests it's going to be humane things to do like you know live with rats mate yeah humanely show me how you're going to get rid of rats keep breaking into your house when there's too many of them 
You, there's Shame no way you're going to stay on top oh, of it. There'll be a secret sanctuary for them in Magic Mat Heaven. Yeah, I would have shot them with my air rifle. Yeah, it's not. Or, you know, or, you. Or, or, or you, I can't shoot them, but you want me to poison them. Yeah. Which way would you have a go? Slow, painful, poisonous death, or. Well, obviously, a pellet wouldn't kill you, it would just really make you mad. But, you know, a pellet to a rat straight through the head, dead. Instead. Dead. And, but the thing is, you're never going to stay on top of it. You're going to constantly need to. It's what people don't. People can't equate to the fact that a vermin or a pest species is out of control. And this, it comes down, like, with big game hunting as well. People post about be people who do trophy shooting lions. Now, I don't, I don't like trophy hunting. It wouldn't be anything I'd ever do. I'd never pay money to go and shoot a lion or a giraffe or elephant. However, we must understand. Well, we must understand that these animals aren't wild. They live in big game reserves. Now, if you go to these big game reserves, you'll soon realise that it's a massive fucking long leap. It's not. They're not wild. They're wild in the fact that they have a million acres to roam. But it's managed land. So these people are going there paying to kill a lion. Okay, that money then gets dispersed back into conservation. That's one positive. But the other, the other thing is that the herd has to be managed. Or the pride of lions has to be managed. That's not for debate. That's not my opinion. That is how it is. The, the land that they are given to roam, so say wild can only sustain a certain uh, amount of prides of lions. It can only sustain a certain herd of elephant. It can only sustain so many giraffe because it's a park, it's enclosed. So it has to be managed. You either get someone who's willing to pay $100,000 to go and shoot an elephant, and then that $100,000 gets put back into conservation. The food from the, the meat from the elephant gets dispersed to the local um, villages for food. Or what they do is they employ rangers. So they have to then pay for a ranger to go out and shoot that elephant and absolutely no money gets put back into the system. It actually costs the system because they have to pay the ranger. Now, people think if, if these guys aren't going over and paying to shoot these lions that they won't get killed. They're into this, this belief that leave them alone. They'll get to live. No, listen, they won't. It still has to be maintained. They're in an environment where they're managed, the managed species. So someone will still have to go and kill them. Too many lions would kill everything else, then eventually they'd starve so, out. So, well, uh, well, what happened is... That's how it balances itself. Well, they say, well, no, the ecosystem will balance itself out. You're massively fucking mistaken. Because all you've got to do is have a look at uh, the the um, coyotes and stuff in America to realise that that does not happen. It won't happen. And oh, that's Brad yes. finishing off the hobnobs. Um, yeah, these people don't realise that it's not going to it's not going to happen. The ecosystem will not find a way to balance itself, no. The predator will either persecute the prey or the predator will persecute the predator from within. The alpha will then have to fight for its dominant position. When it loses that dominant position, it will be ostracized. It won't go and start another herd or another pride. It'll die. A slow, painful death, and then it'll be bullied or ostracized by the pack. So what happens is they bring in rangers to kill them or they charge someone £100,000 to shoot and £100,000 gets put to good use. Do I want to pay £100,000 to have a trophy? No, do I fuck? Do I want to post with a picture of a lion that I've shot? No. So you don't see pictures of me with the deer that I've shot on Facebook. It doesn't... Oh, I wouldn't do that either. It but doesn't mean my, anything I, to me. I, I did not... put the pictures of squirrels up to cause as much trouble as possible. <laughs> From an antagonist point of view, I can understand. I did it. It was brilliant. I even tagged like vegan in it to make sure... I... <laughs> 
Hashtag vegan. I'm so vegan. Listen, oh, you're a braver man than me. I can't stand the onslaught. I can't. Like, oh, I, I just. Love it, I got man. no time for it. Out of my like, way. It gives me a hard dick, man. I'm like, oh, how am I going to wind this vegan guy? I, I mean, I got enough with the shit that I do for political stuff or the Tommy Robinson stuff. And so, like, I'll post stuff up about that. And people say, I don't know why you're doing. I'm like, I wish I didn't sometimes because I do it and I just got this thing in my head that as soon as I post it, if you say, for instance, respond, it's my duty to then respond to you. You've got it. That's I the point of a debate. That's so the point. So I either got to ignore it. Or if, exactly. And then it's that's like, exactly. Oh it. my god, that means you've lost. Yeah. You're a dickhead. Beat you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not yeah, even exactly. Reply. The Brexit thing's another thing. Brexit's driving me fucking insane because. I, ne- I never voted, so I, no, I can't no. moan about the result, whether we're in or out. It's not, I can't moan about that. What I can moan about is people's reasons for voting one way or the other. If you voted to leave through immigration, you're an idiot, because the EU you have already said... Well, the, the EU have already said, we're not going to relent on it. You're going to have freedom of movement if you want these trade deals. So to vote with that being your, the basis of your vote is ridiculous. That should have never been... If you have reasons, it's not up to me to argue your reasons. If you have reasons to stay, the same thing. That's that's your prerogative. I'm never going to tell you how to vote, but I will say you have to have done the research. But as soon as you fucking post something, I have to. People say you should just ignore them. I'm like, I can't no, even put it out there. I can't. They put it out there on social media, and it's got that little thing underneath your status saying comment. Comment. Yeah. I mean, I deliberately put a lot of statuses up that I know are wrong, and I'm and I just think, oh, I know it's deliberately going to offend someone. And then underneath, you'll get my real opinion once I start arguing with the guy. But that's just me being... Provocative. Just provocative. You just want the debate. So here comes the yeah, debate. But I'm not nasty to people. Yeah, yeah. I just like the idea of, oh, look at this. Oh, yeah. Do you know what? Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, fuck me. That's a good point, mate. You, you fucker, you got me. I yeah. change the subject and come back to that later. I'll do some research. I'm like, that. oh, my God. How do you do that? Quickly search up now. Back on to the next one. Read but you've now. already... You've already distinguish yourself from the from the others because like you said you'll go and do some research now i posted a, a thing up yesterday um it was a video about brussels basically with the eu and how brussels actually works and i just put a little thing up and i posted the video and i was like in regard i don't care how you voted i don't care if you're in if you're a remainer if you if you want brexit i don't i'm not interested watch this video and just make sure you understand everything in this video if you did vote either way. just It's an important video to understand how Brussels actually works. Fuck the media propaganda. This is how it works. And then people are coming on, how dare you assume that I did... I'm like, what? Like, How dare you assume that I voted and I did... I was like, that's not what I've done. I'm like, did you... I'm like, did you know this before you voted? Yes, I did. This status doesn't apply to you. Yeah, but... No, stop. Stop. This doesn't apply to you. I, this post is up here for the people who didn't do the research. Fair play to you. I give you all the credit in the world. You knew all the information. You did the research. This they still want to argue it. They still want to put their point across. I, I don't. I don't just like. I get excited. I'm at a loss. That's the only time I turn my notifications on. Oh my god! I put something vicious up now. <laughs> That's, it used to be like um, me and Shane Mansfield always used to go at it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was my favourite. And it, oh, me, me and Matt Ewan, legendary ones as well. Like I like Matt Ewan a lot. Like, yeah. That, it, Fucking mate, I, I it almost feels like he's up there spitting feathers, almost like ah planning my like execution. I know we're friends, but we, I like him. Yeah, 
plan on how he's going to get me assassinated, but I'm there smiling with my second cup of tea. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? The provocateur that you are. <laughs> so, yeah. But see, this is what I think. is When I put them up, I get so consumed with people's replies. Not that I care. I don't care what your opinion is, but I think if you've answered, I owe you a, a, a response. Next thing I know, I've got a plaster mix going hard in a bucket because I'm responding to something instead of doing oh, my work. just man. distracts me so much from... From other, from other things, you know? Stay up till like 12 and you're like, oh God, I'll be up in five hours, but I can't let this bitch get the better of me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't let this one go. They, and like, I like, I like, I like an argument with them, like that Shane Mansfield, believe it or not, he is an intelligent guy. Yeah. Right? He's not thick, so was Lee Remedios. And I, I used to love it because the more dumb you played of them, the more angry they got. I'm, I'm not saying, our, our beef's over now, we, we've sort of all hours, we'll get out yeah. of the way, but... Okay, I, I just oh you big silly. The, the more stupid you get to them, the more angry they got. Yeah. They just, Let me simplify this for you. Let me do this. I was like, oh, <laughs> and I'm just there, I'm just there giggling while playing FIFA, and I can imagine they're on the phone, ah, get mental. But I'm just there giggling, mate. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Like people get it all the time. They but see I me can in person. Turn it up, sorry, but I can turn it up at the same time. And then oh, and you can come up and, and come the up intelligence. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh, sir, you thought I was a fucking idiot. Because you're not being stupid in posting something that you don't know about. That's the thing for me. Like the amount of people. A guy the other day, I like the guy. Um, he posted. No, I posted something about Jeremy Corbyn. Um, and listen, I'm not a Jeremy Corbyn fan. I'm not a Labour fan. I I don't vote. Local man, isn't he? I'm Corbyn not. Well, yeah, but I mean, I don't. I don't vote, so it doesn't make a difference to me. What I'm saying is. The media are lying about him. I don't like that. Like, let's be honest. Let's not... Let's, all this IRA shit, let's fuck all that off and let's be honest. If you don't like the man's political stance or his... Um, or his I knew um, you were going to mention the IRA thing. Like, no, but like... So for me, I'm like... like... the first thing he stood up for the guys that died for the IRA that the yeah. SCS took out that one plan. Well, it's not even that he stood up for them. He didn't condemn it. So I'm just like, well, listen, it's not what I would have done. But at the same time, not condemning something is not condoning it. So I'm like, it's... What what you're what you're saying here? That it's bollocks. He's not an IRA supporter. He just didn't condemn it, but he condemns all war. So I'm like, I get where he's coming from. It's not the way that I would go about I it. But he's a politician. No, he's a politician. He's just. I definitely you know. have said, yeah, we saved an entire police station's lives by taking out the right people. That's that's the way I would have worded it. Yeah. I make, make it if you want the country to like you, make it in layman's and easy to understand term. Possibly, but I mean, I'm not. It's not the '80s, and I'm not the one who's in the middle of the Mate, the I peace process. Really so happened. no, exactly. So <laughs> so for me, I, I post this, and then someone said, someone put, me, yeah, well, I'm not going to fucking vote for him because he wants to stop Brexit. I'm like, what? I'm like, the Labour Party want to stop. I'm like, no, no, no. All politicians want to stop Brexit. I'm like, no, not the conservative. I'm like, no, the conservatives. The majority of conservatives voted against Brexit. They wanted to remain. I was like, the only reason we got the vote was because David Cameron thought that we would vote in. (laughs) And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, very much so. I'm like, go back. I said, I think it's something massive, like 70% of all conservatives voted for... They look it up and they're like, oh, oh yeah, no, you're right. I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, he's still a cunt. I'm like... Hey, well, I thought the only reason you didn't like him was because he wanted to stop Brexit. What? Why is he a cunt? These are the things that I can't. Yeah, I'm like, and he's not my mate. I don't fucking know the bloke. He might be a cunt. What I'm saying is, if you're going to use reasons for not liking these goalposts, can't move. Like, let's have actual debate or let's just not bother. He's obviously not intellectual, this guy who who engaged in the debate. You know? Some of the emails I get off people, like, I'm just like, I can't even say them. 
on air because our podcast, but it's just like the messing with nigga. Yeah, Brad, me to stick together and do 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 do, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> you totally got the wrong idea about my status yeah. about Brexit or anything like that. It's like immigration, it doesn't matter, it will always happen. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it. No, I I mean, I mean I'm not You will there like, will always be immigration. Of course so. Yeah. If I want to immigrate somewhere, why can't I why shouldn't I be able to immigrate somewhere? I, what it is is people are worried about poor people coming over from poor countries coming over and taking their jobs and stuff, but but are they? I wouldn't know. Listen, if the jobs weren't there, they couldn't take them. Yeah. So obviously there's nobody in these jobs. Like, if there's no one working these jobs... like I, I don't know of a single... I know lots of Polish. I know lots of Indians. Lots of I Pakistanis. Lots of, I know lots of foreign immigrants, right? I don't know a single English person who's been kicked out of their job so that a Polish guy can come in and do it instead. I know of Polish people taking empty jobs, but there's no one in that job. I don't know many white British... Teenagers queuing up at McDonald's for work. McDonald's are always hiring. Uh, obviously, I've got to be honest, we're from Melksham. So you ain't got a McDonald's even. Well, well, well not that. <laughs> like, we're in the middle of the sticks. There's not much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not really uh, like culturally diverse in yeah, Melksham, is it? Very, like, it's not like it's in Bristol. People Bristol. are judged on what tractor they drive in Melksham. Yeah, it's like, yeah, <laughs> you're always stuck going fucking traffic in Melksham. It's <laughs> insane. We're be late for traffic all late. Training in um, Cheltenham when I was at Trojan. Yeah, but would you rather fucking live in the middle of Bristol? Oh no, mate, I work in Bristol. It's fucking horrendous. Nice place. I, lo- I mean, I'm born and raised in Bristol. I love Bristol, but the traffic system's fucked. Like, you can't go anywhere in Bristol. The other day, I went to pick my daughter before she passed. I went to pick her up from work, and it's probably 3.1 miles from here what, to where her she work. Where does she live? My daughter lives no, here, I'm but works in, in the centre in town in Cabot. Uh. So, literally, I got. It's about 3.1 miles. I got from here to by the Tesco's at Totterdown, which is about 1.5 miles from here. 47 minutes it took me. She managed to walk. Yeah, she managed to walk from her work to that Tesco in the time that I got from here to that Tesco. And she, like, uh, it's ridiculous. Bristol traffic's absolutely ridiculous. That's a walk. I was going to make Emily go and get me a salad or something in a minute, but... (laughs) A salad? Emily, mate. (laughs) You lost me with salad. I just had a couple of hobnobs. It's like, fucking hell. What am I going to do? I'm going to go aim and I'd be like, like every fighter knows that I'd like sweat bad. And like, oh, why do I even bother dieting? Yeah. What's with life? There's a McDonald's why, on the way in, mate, for me. I know, on the left, mate, on Briz, I know. So you'll I'm be working Bristol. Right on the way. I mean, I wouldn't eat a McDonald's. I had a McDonald's for about five years. The problem but, uh, is with McDonald's, I end up gaining £450 in water weight. <laughs> yeah. If I want to look terrible. I mean, it's not the only bad thing about McDonald's, but it's one of them. It's pretty. <laughs> When you're poisoning hunk, yourself. When and you're hunk, mate, I don't give a fuck. What we need is we when need I like poisoned a... myself that whole night before, getting fucking pissed up, drinking twenty pints of Guinness. Yeah. And then I can't, and then still being able to drive home. That's a joke. And then like all I can, think, <laughs> all I can think about. Someone a comment now. Drink driving is not funny. Oh. <laughs> Just like, oh. You've obviously never watched somebody drink drive. Oh, I find it hilarious. Oh God. Yeah. And then it's like you're like, oh, talk that Mackie D's. Me, that's probably what. why I haven't had McDonald's because I don't, I don't drink. So, but if they what. had In and Out Burger over here, oh mate, me. <laughs> an In and Out would be double, the double. one. Oh, oh, triple, double, triple, triple. Oh. Oh. animal style fries, animal oh. style fries. Oh. Now we're talking. Even them, like I remember, their like banana milkshake is like because over there, 
weed is legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So exactly. I was fucking high all the time, yeah. man. And I went out there and I used to, oh, mate, fucking milkshake. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the camp, it's like, oh, i got to buy five apples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't really get it in and out. Because... See, I find, what I find when I was in America, when I, went, when I did that year right there, what I find was uh, it was easy to eat healthy because there was more options to stop at. Like even if you went Sprouts. to say Chipotle or somewhere, somewhere like as a yeah. fast food restaurant, you could go to Chipotle and you could just get uh, everything that you'd get in a burrito, not in a burrito without rice, and just get it in a silver. Get and they the wouldn't bowl. care. They'd do it for you. They'd do a bowl for you. You could go anywhere and they'd do that. And if you wanted to eat shit, it was a lot easier to eat shit. It was just that's what you got. The 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 like. The, the the expanded end of both sides of it, you know? You can eat really shit or you can eat really healthy. It's funny you said... I was only just saying this the other day. I was just saying, like, the other day when, um, in America, it's easy to be a fat, disgusted mess if you go to Walmart and go down the fat aisle. Yeah. I mean, and it costs you nothing. Or you can go to Sprouts, which is, like, a farmer health shop. Yeah, yeah. Or you can go to Whole, Whole Foods. Whole Foods or something. And it's, like, they got so many healthy restaurants. Some of them are cheap. I can't remember... Um, well, like you said, Chipotle, you can go there, you can choose what you want. You can have a rice yeah, bowl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Is that the end of the world? Yeah. You've got Pit of Jungle. They call it Peter. Yeah. Peter Jungle. Peter Jungle. Peter Jungle. Healthy restaurant. Yeah. Opposite the MMA lab. <laughs> easy, easy peasy. Yeah, yeah. Straight across. For me, it was Jamba Juice, mate. Like, mate, I they love have got the one of them right next to the fighter house. I you love Jamba Juice. All your little, like. Um, An acai from Jamba Juice, mate. As soon as I, so I'd be base jumping all day in, in Idaho, there's a bridge. Uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. So we'd I'd jump maybe ten times a day off this bridge. Just if you're training to go somewhere else and jump. So if I was going to say um, Moab in Utah, which is jumping off low cliffs, Utah. I'd go. Yeah, I'd go and we'd train there first to just get our packs right and just you know get muscle memory good. Five jumps in a day, go straight to Jamba Juice. Have a Jamba Juice and a Five Guys or something. End of the day, you know, like perfect. Get over here, just everything. If you want to eat really healthy, it's hard. If you want to eat really shit, it's like it can be difficult here to eat really shit, even you know. So, yeah, but I'm looking like now I'm really considering like pressing pause and walking down to that shop and getting a sandwich. But Emily's being lazy as fuck and she doesn't want to go over there. It won't know? be long. We're like two hours in, mate, so it won't be long. Got we'll, uh... I've got loads of stuff I want to talk about, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got loads of stuff. I'm forgetting it bit by bit, but you need to keep money, and I'm like, yeah. Fucking gonna get that one out as well. I'm gonna get this one out. America for eating healthy, like you said, was amazing. Jamba juice, amazing. Everything. When when I'm over there, eating healthy food is easier. And then what I find when you eat healthy, you want to eat healthy consistently. You're like, well, I'm already there now. I might as well. It's like your taste buds change. I think they actually do. Your taste buds change because of the zinc levels or some shit. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a like nutritionist, but. I always find the food starts tasting different. I used to hate mushrooms, onions, tomatoes. I never, I used to hate them. Now I love them. Yeah, yeah. I get excited for it. Yeah. I, I don't like shitty kids' cereal anymore. It's weird. I, I can't remember last time I ate cereal. It's like tell you. I took Lucky Charms when I was in America, probably. Just because you can't get them here? Yeah. I mean, they're, <laughs> or they're £5 a box here. Tesco got a, a World Foods aisle. It's like £5 for a box of Lucky Charms. Mate, I, I don't like Lucky Charms that, that much. I, I, I just cut the top off, open the bag and fill the bag with milk. <laughs> just saves time. And then yeah. let, let them get a little bit soggy. So not too crunchy. Then bang! Yeah. Smash it down. And that's the problem. That's the problem as well. Well, um, In America, like, if you've seen the sizes, you can buy everything like 
in mega size. Oh, yeah, massive, yeah. He's like, oh, you're doing a box of Cheerios. He'd come back and he's like, wow, is that a costume, that fancy dress? That's the yeah. biggest, the biggest body. I could live in that box. Yeah, Two you know kilo I mean? bags of M&M's, peanut M&M's. Yeah, stuff like that. They'd be I mean, by my gear stick all the time when I was driving. I'd just have them to put my hand in. And then sketch. I'd be driving one of the lads and be like, M&M's are running low. Straight into the nearest Walmart, more oh, M&M's. Mate beef jerky at every single but shop. But this annoys me. This is one thing that I think the, the Americans have really fucked up on and I could never get my head around it and even most of Europe as well. They only do salted popcorn or plain popcorn that you put butter on. But mate... Where's the sweet popcorn? They get that little no, shaker no, thing you put on Let me stop this right the fuck there. At the cinema I go to, you put your own... Butter. No, I get it on, on a pump. Bu- it's got like a pump. Mate, yeah, it just on. Finish this conversation, right? I got high. It was my cheat day, and we we're going to watch some fucking film like Lone Survivor or something. Where everyone like in America, so I was clapping and chanting, yeah, yeah. fucking waving their flags and shit. And I got there, and it was my fucking. This is my opportunity now to put fucking my disgustingly high amount of butter. Squirt, 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 and you can choose a flavor of like what you want. It's like, oh, Fucking hell, chocolate, cinnamon, like squirt, shake it, squirt, squirt. It's leaking through the bottom. It's disgusting. Go in there, mate, and it's three refills. Oh, oh my God. I get, I get it, but it's not sweet popcorn, is it? Mate. Or I sweet and salted sweet together. Pop- I always have salted. Do you? Yeah, yeah mate. I, I don't like, I don't have sweet chocolate. I judge you. Apart from that. I judge you. Of all the things that you've ever done, that I judge you for the most. Mate, sweet and it. salted together. I, that's my yeah, pleasure. Salted always. So I'm watching Lord of the Rings like on repeat. Mate, <laughs> one, two, <laughs> three, all in the same go, on repeat, and then at the same time researching the character's backstory on my phone. Like, oh my god, Bilbo was how old? <laughs> <laughs> how long did it take Gandalf to find out that that was the Ring of Power? Ten years. It's not even ten I'm minutes not. on the film. <laughs> I'm not. These <laughs> fantasy things are not my... like I've watched Lord oh, of the mate. Rings. But if I never see him again, I wouldn't care. Yeah, you're like Dragon Ball Z and stuff as well, aren't you? Wash your mouth out with soap, mate. Lord I honestly, if I never like, saw Lord of the Rings again, mate, I wouldn't care. It's like, if it was, if Lord of the Rings was on, or Pretty Woman was on, I would watch Pretty Woman, hundred percent. Mate, I've never even seen. Hundred percent. Or the Holiday, if the Holiday was on, or fucking mate, Lord of the Rings, hundred percent. I'm watching the Holiday. Seen the Holiday, I think. I'm a rom com guy, see all rom coms. Yeah, forgetting like... Sarah Marshall, oh, the Bodyguard. Actually, you got to be honest, forgetting. Oh, Bodyguard's epic, just yeah. because of Kevin Costner. But no, was it the one before that you said forgetting Sarah Marshall? Oh yeah. my god, that Great film. inside of you. <laughs> and, had, and then it's little mate, was it Jonah? Jonah like, Hill, yeah. Inside of you. Sing next to him, innit? I'm Such like, a you film. I must have seen oh. that film a hundred times. And then he tries teaching him to shag, and he's like, me. <laughs> it's so good. This is my head, you know what I mean? Such oh. a good film. But mate, be honest, that receptionist, you would have left. Mila Kunis. Oh, Mila Kunis. I'd leave. That's not honestly crawl over, is it? I'd give up falconry for Mick. No, I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I would not. It's head off a bit. No, I, I love it, mate. I'm a rom com guy. Over. I mean, I've seen all the films like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. But if I never see him again, I won't care. The Green Mile. Did you cry or not? Green Mile. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a crier at the Green Mile. Emily hasn't seen it. She should be ashamed. I judge She's you for that. She's one of those like well. kids that was dragged up. No, I judge you, mate. You should have. How long you've been together? Mate, do you know how many times I tried to watch? Was asleep oh, and shit. What? Like, yeah, but if she'd seen it, she'd, she'd have to like. Take, if you've been together walk. for longer than two months, she should have seen that film. <laughs> Thank God. Been together since she was fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's what I told her, bro. Anyway, makes him savage. <laughs> no, no, fucking. 
Oh yeah, that is The Green Mile, probably one of my favourite films ever. It's made. a great film. Yeah, let's get back to politics, mate. So now the fuck we got into The Green Mile. <laughs> we, went, we went from fucking... Mate, when were we at Brexit? No, we were assorted popcorn. That's what did it. Sorted popcorn took us the end, We ended up on like diet and fucking all that shit. Yeah. As you end up on weight cutting. <laughs> but when, when were we out of politics? We got, we got the politics. I don't know. I don't really know. You want about to... people that don't know fuck all that. Oh, yeah, people who just want to comment. like And how I do it deliberately to wind people up. Yeah. And I, I mate, mean, just go on my Facebook, scroll down to see that one about you, Kip, and you can see me. I might as well have had a fishing rod on there with twat on the end of the hook. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> because that's who you're going to... See, this is the danger. This was my issue with Tommy Robinson. I can't fucking stand the bloke. And people are he's doing, what he's doing is he's exposing, he's not exposing shit. And they're like, so I had a discussion, my, my mate's edu- very educated guy. Um, he's a, he hunts as well. He's a very educated guy. Um, and we were talking about, it. now he's like, no, you're wrong about Tommy Robinson. He said, he is exposed. Like, no, he's not. I was like, what is, he said, well, think about it for all the people, like all the people who, who follow him probably wouldn't ever have known. I went, they're the sort of people who shouldn't know about it though, Roy. Like, the, the sort of people who don't know about Muslim um, grooming gangs or Islamic uh, Islamic Sharia law, etc. The people who don't know about it are the sort of people who shouldn't know about it. Because that's when what you get is... Tommy. What annoys me most about Tommy Robinson is this. He really got himself to a, situ- to a position where he could have made a change. He could have made a difference. He got himself in that situation where, right, now you're so famous, you really can reach out and educate these people. But all these football hooligans or these young thugs who just want to be racist and stuff, the discrimination, instead of that, you've targeted them. Now, they're not intelligent enough to differentiate between uh, an Islamic extremist or someone who believes in Sharia law in this country and just your bog-standard Muslim who goes and prays five times a day. They're not sensible enough or educated enough to differentiate between the two. So what you do is you get people who just hate upon Muslims. Now, I have n- I am under no illusions that there's a massive issue with the, with the Islamic faith in this country. Right, there might be, but there's also the the issue is among such a small percentage of Muslims in this country. You can't then create a situation where you have a mass following of people who just hate Muslims. Because you're getting to a point where these people are not intelligent enough to know the difference. They're not intelligent enough to to find out the information, which means when they start to incite hatred, they're going to do it against innocent people who are just believing in a faith. Now, people like, say yourself, who would like to, let's say if you follow Tommy Robinson, someone like yourself would be sensible enough that if Tommy Robinson says, the Islamic faith is doing this, it's doing that, it's something, you're sensible enough to go home and think, hang on a minute. Let me do some research. And you're not yeah, going to go to tommyrobinson.com and to do your research. <laughs> you know you're going to go somewhere mate, and you're going to do some research. I'm guilty of sharing videos, mate, and I do it absolutely deliberately. Yeah. I do it deliberately. I share a video and I'm like, oh, this is going to make people fucking savage. It's <laughs> Britain for a share. This share, and then it's like, united against this, share. And it's like, fuck it, oh, mate, united against fascists, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, what a bunch of fucking turds they are. <laughs> But you're sensible enough that you've done research. My issue is with the people, and my issue with Tommy Robinson is he specifically targets the people. Very clever guy. Because all he is, is he is basically Ali G. This is how I compare him. Stephen Stephen Yaxley Lennon is Sasha Baron Cohen. Okay. 
Ali G is Tommy Robinson. It's just an alias. It's a character that he's created to make money and fame. That is it. That's all he is. Now, he's pulling in these people, but he's dangerous. Ali G was never dangerous. He goes in, and even this new character who Sasha Barrett Cohen's got with America, he's exposing idiots, but he's not dangerous. There's no danger to it. Now, Tommy Robinson's dangerous because he's ex- he might be, he's not exposing any Islamic grooming gangs or Muslim groups. He's not exposing them. They've already and been caught. They've been caught, exactly. Now, what That's... he does is, when he goes and he does this report from outside the, the court, now, all he had to do was stand across the road and he'd have had my full support. You know, there's a, it's not just you they're targeting. No one's allowed to report from there. You've chosen to do that, to jeopardise, to, to potentially jeopardise the case. You've chosen to do that. Broke the, the reason, law. broke the law. The reason you've done that, because it incites uproar against a certain group of society. And then everyone goes against the but police. But then that group, the if, look what job. happened yesterday in that march in London. What you do is, with the Antifa and the um, Defence oh, League people kicked Antifa. off, police, oh police having to cosh people and stuff. Now, what you do is you incite that sort of person. You incite the sort of person who is going to go out like a mob full of football hooligans... And they're going to go out and they're going to target Muslims. No, I I get that. I 100% agree. I I think they're just as bad. I 100% agree with you, yes. Fucking hell, hang on a minute. If you just didn't turn up, none of this would have made the news in the first place. I completely agree with you, yeah. But Tommy Robinson... Fucking Sweden, Antifa. But but Tommy Robinson is is targeting a certain group of people. Now, in targeting that group of people, they're the group of people who are too stupid, and that's not... that's That doesn't mean to be derogatory in that they're not intelligent enough. They're too stupid to go home and think... Actually, I'm going to go and research this. They're going to listen to Bill at the pub, who said, if you heard what that Tommy Robinson said, all Muslims are doing this. It's not just one. You need to watch out for the Muslim in your corner shop. It'd be, like, corrupting people soon. They're listening to Bill at the pub. They're not going home and saying, hang on a minute, let me Bill just... Daddy Bill. Let's just go and do some research about this. And if they do do research, they go on TommyRobinson.com or The Sun Against Tommy Robinson or something. They're never going and saying, right, let's do some some impartial research and figure out what the issue actually is and then I'll make my standpoint and that's why he is such a fucking idiot because Tommy Robinson is targeting a certain person who he can milk for the maximum amount of money the maximum amount of publicity and then you get people like Antifa obviously who are so say the other side of the fucking coin who are just as bad or if not worse they might be worse even they They might be worse because for me exactly for me for me the fascists are the fascists and they have no support from anybody but the fascists Antifa on the other hand might be worse worse because they're exposing so say fascism they're against fascism but not only are they using fascism to do it they're trying to pull in support from everyone who's so say against fascism. I'm against fascism, but I'm not everyone. fucking supporting Antifa. Oh. And that's what makes Antifa so bad that they're trying to pull in everybody who's against fascism and then they're using fascism to combat it. So oh, I no, agree with not? you. I think I think they're worse in a way. That, like uh, the left wing thing, the amount of times I get in debates about left wing stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm very centralist, but as soon as you say you're not left wing, people go, <laughs> you're right wing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to say I'm just not left wing because I'm not a total fucking pussy. Yeah, and, I've been, and life isn't. Or you're liberal. Easy. If you're not left wing or right wing, you're liberal. I'm no, hang on. No, I'm not like. Either. Oh my goodness no. gracious! Let's, what about the fact that I can oh see God, the positives I'm, in in every side, and I'm now centralist? And that's I, why I call myself centralist. Exactly. Yeah. There's some some left wing views that you know, are good. Not a lot of them. <laughs> and I think it's Extra, but you're talking extreme left wing views right not just left wing oh, right, views yeah, like, so like equality is obviously a very good thing 
Yeah, I would a say quality is a very good thing. I, yeah, I would say, but well, I suppose it is a bit more lacking because obviously you're far, far, far right. You know, mm-hmm. you're black, you're being hung up. Yeah, exactly. You, you yeah, go to like the Ku Klux Klan and stuff. But no, I, I would say equality. I would say sensuous. I'm, I'm, you know, Lord or whatever. Like, oh, I'm trying to think of some like real students are the ones that piss me off the most. Students where they haven't even gone out into real life yet, and they still think that because they believe that education is knowledge. This is the the biggest problem for me is that people think that an education. So, I I used to have arguments on the door all the time, and obviously I like an argument, I like a debate, but I'd have arguments all the time on the door, and uh, people would uh, people we'd be arguing. I'd say about intelligence. Don't you question my intelligence? I've got a degree. I'm like, and just by that statement, you've proven you're not intelligent. Yeah. Because you have an education. Education and intelligence are not are not this. They don't go hand in hand. Or in a, in getting an education, all you've done is you've you've yeah. proven to me that you can uh, understand. Um, no, you can take in knowledge that someone is passing you. You can memorize it and you can put it back down on a piece of paper. Is it authoritarian, they call it? yeah, authoritarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can just yeah. yeah, so you can just listen to what the information that someone's given to you and you can recite it. That's education. I'm taking a test. Intellect or intelligence. <laughs> intellect or intelligence is taking the information that's given to me, and then I absorb it and I find a way to analyze it and come up with my own view based on that. That's your fluid IQ, isn't it? That's yeah, that's that's Jeez. the difference between intelligence and education. So if someone says to me, I'm more, what do you mean I'm not intelligent? I've got a degree. I'm like, you've just proven you're not intelligent. Straight away. You're a prick as well for bringing that up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and you're assuming I don't have a degree. Yeah, straight away. I have a degree in what? Yeah. Uh, I uh, in milk. Is it white? I've got <laughs> I've got a mate who's a doctor and uh He's a lovely guy, so I'm not breaking him. Um, but he's a doctor, and on all of the books that he writes, it says doctor, input name. So, and then I find out that his doctor is actually in Zulu Warriors. His, doc- his PhD's in Zulu Warriors. That is fucking epic. And he's got a doctor on every... But he's written about me in a couple of his books, so I'm not going <laughs> to... I have nothing derogatory about it saying about him. He's doctor so-and-so, and his actual PhD is in Zulu Warriors. So, But he gets to call himself doctor. That's so, fucking cool, though, isn't it? <laughs> So, could do a doctor on I mean, anything. I mean, I've seen the film Zulu. <laughs> Michael Caine, Zulu, right? Zulu Vatica or something. Was it Michael Caine, Zulu? Yeah, Michael Caine, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's fucking brilliant in that film, actually. He's brilliant in most uh, films. I, I, I love war history and history, too. I, I History, like, I love it. That's why I said, like, when I used to get in debates and stuff about World War Two, and I used to cause as much shit as possible and just... Sometimes I could even just lie, and they'd be like, "Yeah," but and they'd be like, "Well, straight away." So you not even called my, but I've lied to you, told you some random fact, and you believed it. Yeah. So you have no fucking idea what we're talking about. And you've just you've just set the the, the playing set, field level now. Oh, I've done it. I do it deliberately all the time. I think right, this this fucker's gonna be distraught after this. I bet he's up the stairs pulling this fucking air out on it behind his computer. But you know, next thing is if he thinks you've proved him wrong, that's gonna be his next Facebook comment. Is that he's gonna think that that's now the truth? So we should start sharing that as gospel. Because Brad's told him that that's the truth, so your lie now becomes his truth. Yeah. So he's spreading that now, which means it's perpetual. Because somebody on his Facebook's gonna argue with him. He's gonna tell them that lie and they're going to share that so now hey. Brad Scott is like the misinformation guy. <laughs> hey, honestly you, if you see that UKIP status I put up I just I think I've changed sides about 15 times brilliant I said what if they start running through the tunnel underground <laughs> I said I said how are we going to stop them coming from underground 
you're like the land of the dead when they walk through the water we're not going to be able to stop the immigrants coming through <laughs> oh mate fucking hell and then I made out of, I had like a Romanian guy that stole my job I said yeah I was I was believe it I said I was working washing cars and you know he was going to work for less than me he was going to come in for 450 an hour like you know just, just just lying and they're like oh my god Brad I can't believe I'm letting too many immigrants in what, what time is it? How long have we been going? Are you getting bored? Oh, no, 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 I'm not getting bored, mate. No. <laughs> That's a bad say. And I'm just like causing trouble and then five minutes later, yeah, but he was better at washing that car. No car's been as clean as that. It's a common, that's a common thing as well is uh, the equality thing which drives me crazy is I believe in the right person for the job. Fuck. Doesn't care if you're black, white, Cuban, Asian, female, male, like transgender, Z's, whatever you Didn't are. You start with that shit. The right person. Right, I can't you, get into that. Fucking, because honestly. I'll fucking stop fucking some fucks. <laughs> but I'm, for me, the right person gets the job, right? I don't want a doctor operating on me because it's from a lower class or they're Asian. I want the best doctor for the job. So the guy who did my knee surgery was a German doctor who works here for a couple of months, then goes back to Germany and works a couple of months, then comes back here. And that's, I don't really have a name for it, I guess, in the medical industry, like that sort of doctor. But he comes back, he was the best guy. The guy, the nurse said to me, like, it's the number one knee surgeon in like the Southwest. You've got like the best guy doing your knee surgery. That's what I want. That's what I fucking want. I don't yeah, want. I don't want name. Mike from down fucking Hartcliffe just because we got our equality and we got to look after the people who are like deprived in the council estate who got four C's. I want the guy who got four st- four A stars. Do you know what I mean that's what <laughs> I want, I want the doing guy my that knee surgery? Knows how to do the surgery? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mike might just run off my wallet when he puts me under. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm, if I and if I'm going into a tribunal for law with my business, let's say we got a dispute. I don't care if I've got a Somalian lawyer who can't speak English and has got to communicate with me through an interpreter. If they're the best person who's going to get me money, that's who I want. <laughs> if I get more money through him than him, he wins. Yeah. It's as simple as that's that. That's exactly it. Like my, nan, my nan was obviously brought up, I bet your nan was as well, like brought up in the era where racism was obviously oh, a lot it was more. casual. Blacks were blacks and yeah. coloureds were coloureds. and ca- casual. Like, yeah, people could say like fucking the N word and get away with it and stuff. My nan was brought up like that and my daughter's obviously mixed race. The, the first, I was the first person in the whole family to have a relationships with like interracial relationships. My daughter's mixed race and my nan would still say about oh, the blacks and this and the blah. But, Loved my daughter more than anything. My nan went in, she went, oh, I had that lovely packy doctor. He did my uh, thing. I'm like, nan, you can't say that. She went, no, I'm saying how lovely he was. I'm like, yeah, but you, like, you can't just throw out the word packy, whether you agree with it or not. Like, it's just, it's, conf- yeah, but I'm telling, that's, I'm, it's a compliment because of how lovely he was. He was the br- brilliant yeah, doctor. You called him so, packy. Yeah, and so <laughs> she's like. You're not listening. Yeah, you're not listening. And my nan's like, uh, and I'm trying to get it through to, even she's like, the, the hypocrisy and the bigotry about it was just dropped because it was about he did a lovely job I don't care he, any other day of the week it had just been a horrible packet he, he was a doctor and he was brilliant to me and like that hypocrisy is still so relevant in this because like your nan might still be alive lots of people our yeah. age yeah my nan's <laughs> not, but lots of people our age our nans are still alive so we still live in a world where acceptable racism is still a massive part of our culture as are for us it's obviously it's not, not. It's not, but we're still so very close that we're trying, I think we're trying to, we're trying to change something which needs to be changed and it definitely does, but 
it, it, nothing can be an overnight process it and you can't go it's take, from it's going to take a generation equality is not going to come that quickly because if you've had a suppressed uh, a suppressed race religion etc if they've been suppressed for hundreds and hundreds of years you expecting that to change overnight is as bad as the initial but legally it can oh legally yeah exactly so but if then people, so if people moan about the establishment mm-hmm. then they're full of shit because there's nowhere in the law you go, right, um, you're black, you get paid less than me. Yeah. It's against the law. The against same the law. as like the, the, the women in the, in, the, in the wage gap. If there was this massive like wage gap between men and women, why in every, like, every company in the world only employing women? Because it's cheaper. Yeah. If they earn a pound, something less, or whatever it is. Was it every 74p to a pound or something? Yeah, which is a well, made-up statistic. Which again. is what I would like, if I, you know... I'd be like, right, if I had a business, I'm only going to hire women and save myself 26 <laughs> to every pound yeah. of the, to the minimum wage I'm paying them to the 400 members of staff I've yeah. got. Yeah, I'd never employ a man again. Yeah. Stay at home, dad. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But doesn't that make sense? Of course it makes sense. It's just like, wow. Of course it makes sense. Oh, the other day, somebody posted... On my status, it was about Sandy Toxvig. I did like a, done like a, let's say a TED talk. It wasn't, but it was something similar. TED so Sandy, Sandy, yeah, they are. Sandy Toxvig had done one, and it was a, and in it, at towards the end, she was talking about how she gets paid something like I don't know, two million pound an episode less than Stephen Fry did or whatever. And people said, "See, this is an outrage." I'm like, it's not an outrage, and I think the gender pay gap is being abused. Like it's, it, this has nothing to send someone on. You can only say that because you're a man. I'm like, well, as a man, I, I employ seven people in my business. Uh, over the years, I've employed many female members of staff whilst working as a door as a doorman because we had to have female members of staff. So I've employed many female members of staff. And also, I'm raising a daughter who's 17 years old. So I would say the gender pay gap is very relevant in my life. But because I have a penis, you've decided it's not. I'm now not allowed an opinion. I was like, you, you haven't asked me what my background is. You've not asked me, well, even so, then how can you say that it's irrelevant in this circumstance? I'm like... I'll tell you how, and I posted up a copy of how much she gets paid for the Great British Bake Off. She gets paid more than Noel, more than Prue, and the only other person who gets paid the same as her is Paul Hollywood. So on one show, she's getting paid a lot less than Stephen Fry did, even though Stephen Fry was the head of the show for 12 years, and she's only done it for a year. She's getting paid a lot less. But on the and other hand, on another show, more money for the TV company because he's yeah because he's a, a much more earn. valued he's a much more valued personality in that role. On the other hand, she's getting paid substantially more than the other two, one of which is a male. So, for me, it's irrelevant her sex in this in this instance. She's used it in that in this talk, and you've clung on to it as your example. I've disproved that. What's wrong about this? Look, just disappeared. Don't come back with, oh, actually, no, now, now looking at it, just disappears. I guess just shut that off. So, the next time she brings it up... Normally, they just print screen, like, oh, let's see, this shows you... But across, they say, across the board, there is a, a gap. There is a wage gap. Yeah. Because of life choices. Life choices, exactly. Like, men don't bang out babies. Maybe mm. they do in this area. But... So, I've worked with two female members of door staff, both of which have said, I don't want children. And, like, it doesn't bother me anyway. Like, it's a door job. It's not, like, there's no career in it. It's a door they job. Have kids. Like, yeah, I've never want. Both have left and have kids. Now, imagine if I wasn't employing you as a member of the door team. Imagine if you were being employed in a bank. Where, as a career investment, I'm going to invest lots of money for you over a 10-year period. and then you broker then, say yeah, that. Something like, yeah, yeah, I definitely don't want kids. I know I'm a career woman. All of a sudden, 
the clock starts ticking. I do now want kids. Now, I've invested as much money in you as I would have done a male, but now I have to allow at least a year gap out and pay you while you're on uh, maternity leave. I can understand how that's an issue for big corporate big corporations. So that has to be figured into it. That has to factually come into it. Should you be paid? Should you be valued and paid for the job that you can do? One hundred and ten percent. Should the fact that you might go off and get pregnant be factored into your salary? Yes. I don't know. Hmm. Whilst you're in the job, no. But as long as I can say to you, right, I'll pay you the same salary as a male, as long as that doesn't have to be reflected when you take six months to a year off in, when you have a baby. As long as I can pay you reflective to what I would pay a man if his partner would have got pregnant, you get two weeks or whatever is paternity leave. I'll pay you your two weeks paternity leave should you decide that you're going to get pregnant. And then I no longer am, uh, I'm no longer legally bound to pay you the rest of your earnings. That, I think, is fair. A man wouldn't get it. A man would have to go back to work. If you can't go back to work, you'd get uh, a state money. Exactly. And or you'd get state get money and you won't get anyone come out the corporate out that corporation's money. Yeah. I think that's fairer. And you get sacked. <laughs> <laughs> if a man had a baby, I don't know. Like, hmm, you ain't in my family. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been taking since <laughs> down Portland Square? <laughs> so, yeah, I do, I do believe that it's, uh, it is an issue. It does exist. It does need combating, but I think we're under the realms again of we've gone past equality. We want to go. We it's we got to go past. People are not looking for equality. People are now looking to become superior. It's the same. Mate, a lot hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, like that, equality yeah. is equality. Now we're going to surpass that, and I want to suppress you because you've held me back. Yeah, yeah, and now we want to give you more benefits, make it easier for you to get to, to do this than it is for me, because hundred years ago you were suppressed, like you said. Yeah, I think uh, it's it's a fucking hard one because I was never suppressed, and I, I mean my daughter. Obviously, I've been in relationships with with a few black girls and had uh, conversations with their parents. And my daughter's obviously mixed race, so it is a part of my culture now because it's going to be a part of her. So if she wants to embrace her black culture, I have to assume a position where I can educate her on it. So I need to understand it a little bit. That's obviously not the same as being uh, as having it. My uh, undergoing it myself, you know, um, but I do, I do understand it. It's a part. It, it is a part of some people's life, and it's easy for me to sit here as a white guy who's not ever faced that, that you know, that cultural discrimination. But at the same time, we live in a world where we can view it, and if you are objective and intelligent, hopefully, you can view it. Talk about the intelligence thing, you know. Um, my mate is actually, he's actually running an airsoft site for. Uh, for three months he got all of it because some vandals broke in there and then they wrote uh, I hate nigers in it you see it shows you the intelligence of people <laughs> we're just trying to find out who he is yeah. but, uh, <laughs> I was like wow wow that is why you are a twat yeah yeah Let's, we can forget nigers. you I can forgive you your racism on this one Do you know can forgive what? you your racism on the count of the fact that you're just an imbecile you are a fucking idiot yeah <laughs> It's not like oh, um, it probably uh, come up with a before probably comment on the video. It was me. I'm sorry. I'm just like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and now we got no go for sorry. For now you, I now I got you victim card playing <laughs> motherfucker. That's another one as well. The victim card as well. I reckon I I got my my mate Cal right Indian. 
I don't think he's ever had the only person who's racist to him is me. Right? There is no, like honestly, I said non-stop abuse. Right? We're best friends. Yeah. You're allowed. You can say whatever you want. Your best friends, but yeah. no one else can. Yeah. You, exactly. know, you know the score. Exactly. Like, yeah. Your best friends can say whatever they want about your mum. Someone you don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's the same. It's the same sort of feeling. Yeah. It's like he said he's never really dealt any dealt with any racism at all. Yeah. But then you get some guys that I reckon I genuinely I genuinely believe. They've had a silver spoon in their mouth their whole life, and they're like, you do not know what I've been through. And you're like, oh my God, mate, what? The racist attacks I used to get. What? But all the time? No, just once. Yeah. Who was it? Oh, my mate. Yeah, my I'm mate a... called me a packy. Yeah. What the fuck? Come the... He's your best mate, and he done it to piss you off because he wanted to upset yeah, you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, for fuck's sake, there are cases out there, and when you do see them, like, um, normally, when you see the guys that you associate with racism normally not like the casual racism when you don't even know you're doing it I like you that you know your skin hair like the you know yeah. everyone assumes you're gonna be racist some of the shit that comes out of their mouth you're just like wow yeah if i was to, if that was me walking past i'd be like look at that kids that is a twat yeah and just keep walking i'd, I'd probably laugh I mean, like you're, you're a, a white guy Viking. raised in a somewhat rural like community compared to something like Bristol or whatever you know like um, are you going to walk <laughs> past two white guys being racially abusive to a black guy just because he's black are you going to walk by and it, let it go it just wouldn't happen wouldn't happen no, it, it, gonna... it just I've never seen it I don't think it has happened like, yeah I mean, I've had it. I've had it on the door with things like. Um, so I I've knocked the kitty out a few years ago. We were working on the door. I mean, we're talking. I was like nineteen, and I knocked. They're arguing, and some kid said, "Is like, oh, I'll knock you out, you nigger!" To one of the oh, bang, knocked him out. I was like, the, my mate goes to me. Uh, Patrick goes, "Where's what are you doing?" I was like, "I'm not having him call you a nigger in front of you to your face." He's like, "Where's?" If I knocked out everyone who called me a nigger, I'd constantly be hitting people. <laughs> I'm not worried about being called a nigger. <laughs> and I'm really like, it offended me. And he's like, I can't. And he's like, it's just a part of, he was an older guy. He's like, it's just a part of my life. It's not, it's a pissed up guy. I'm not taking offence of that. But I guess that's very different to, to racial, like true racial discrimination. Yeah, he's but, probably just saying it to make him mad. Yeah, like, exactly. You know when you want to have to argue with someone, yeah. if someone is a pound overweight, Call fat. What you call him fat? Mate, if you want to, if you're on the door Do and you want to have an argument, if if a woman, if a girl's really pissing you off, no matter what her weight, call her fat. Hippo. Ass. If she's skinny, no. if a woman's fucking skinny and you call a skinny woman fat, she's gonna be like, I'm not, I'm not fat, am I? If you call a fat woman fat, she knows she's fat and is gonna offend her. Mate, if you're a pound overweight and you start losing your temper and you want to make someone feel as bad as possible, you call them fat. Yeah. If they've got spots, you call them spotty. If they've got big teeth, you, you're not saying it because you're against all people with spots. You're not saying it because you've got all people who've got big, goofy-ass teeth or with like like my mate Rustan's got a funny colour eye. Like, funny colour eye, cunt. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're, you're just saying it cause, not because you hate all people with funny colour eyes. You said it because you want it to hurt their feelings and make them mad. Yeah. That is what a lot of it is. It's not true racism. It, it is racist, I suppose, because they are saying it. But they're not being racist like if you treat someone different right for instance no you can't eat in my house go sit over there why because you're different yeah yeah that's racism yeah. just oh you're you're a pucky yeah you're saying that because you just want to upset me you, you don't yeah. really dislike me for that at all you don't like me because we've had a fallout 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Or I mean, there is there is times like when you if you were to go to someone and call them and say that word to them, and then like come on then like you know and mean it, then yeah you're 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 a cunt and yeah. you're thick. You're just being a twat. But do you see that I try? It's like I've been waiting to say this for a long fucking time. Just fucking get that out there all the time. For actual racism is like, oh no, you're not allowed to. Go, I don't want you near me. Or like blah, or like, and then you got like um, I'm trying to say like you know the, what do they call it like um, the, it's like it's like the the casual racism where you just oh can your mum make jerk chicken something like that like, that, like a Jamaican person yeah yeah can your mum make jerk person they're not saying oh uh, how the fuck can you find that offensive yeah the stereotyping it's like yeah. mate how the fuck can that Oh, oh, because she's black, she can make jerk chicken. Yeah, well, well can she or not? Because they're famous for it. Yeah. Oh, oh can't white people make jerk chicken? Well, I'm sure they can, but what the fuck? Yeah, Why are you yeah. a cunt? Why are you yeah. a cunt about it? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah, you I'm just not, made this. Yeah. You just made this. Mate, you tried make, you played the victim card. You, you, you made tried, it racist. You've made it racist. Yeah. I just asked if she can make, can the fat bitch make fucking thing or what? Do you know what I mean? You get nasty then. Yeah. You're like, can your hippo ass mum make me a fucking jerk chicken or what? Yeah. Yeah, fucking hell. But you can see how it, how, like, it yeah, gets taken yeah, out. Yeah, I can. Hand. And then, people want to be the victim or there's a. T- oh. And I mean, like, we, like we're stuck. We're stuck on the colour aspect here and racism here, um, but that can be a victim like playing a victim card over many different things like work, employment, whatever. But we're on the we're we're stuck on the racist thing here. But I find it a bit easier to talk about racism because I have a black daughter. B out of the group of seven friends who I have, who are like my close friends who I grew up with, five of them are black raced or Asian. Uh, black raced, or black mixed raced or Asian. So for me, I I feel comfortable talking about race. And racial discrimination, although I'm as a white man, I've never really suffered it myself. But I feel comfortable talking about racism and racial discrimination because it's a massive part of my life. Having a black daughter, you know, people shy away from it so much to the point they end up not wanting to defend. They don't want to um, defend anti-racism. They just want to be away from it. Anything racist comes up, you end up with no, with less support. Because people just don't want to be involved in it because it's such a taboo area. So you end up with less support because people are alienated. Where black people who are suffering dis- discrimination don't want to share it with white people because like, you don't understand my problem. It's not about you. It's about black. It's like, but what you're doing is you're alienating genuine people who want to feel your pain, want to share your pain, and they want to help your plight. You're alienating them because you're saying, you can't have this. You can't be a part of this because you're white. It's like, but... I want to be every part of the positive side of this for you. I want to help with this. Like, not just for you as a person. That's not, I'm not even patronising, but I, I believe in this as much as you believe in it. I've not suffered it. And as soon as black people then say, you can't be a part of this. This isn't a part of you. This is a part of us and our culture. You've taken away then, uh, not the support, because these people aren't just going to go away and then be, or be fascists now, because you've said you can't be a part of it. But people, white people then find it are less inclined to support or less inclined to put themselves forward because they're then worried about not only am I going to get the have to take on all the racist and fascist and discrimination but I'm now not really getting the support from the black people who I'm trying to support you know and you just get caught in this this big mass fucking mixing pot of absolute perpetual discrimination in a spiral of out of control where nobody can say anything and we're living such a fucking taboo life because 
who helps who's who's helping who and do you actually want my support and help or do you want me to stay out of this because I don't deserve to help you because I'm not blah. what is it that you want you know I'm stuck I'm lost and my daughter even my daughter like one of her friends um got called I think I think got called a nigger in a massive thing and my I was like what did you do she went well I was there like, if it had turned to a fight I'd gone forward did you say anything she went no, because I didn't really know what to say. And like, my daughter's black. And part of me... I mean, she's obviously mixed race, but say, part of me... Want, fucking, yeah. I think if I You're probably dark in there. Yeah. I'm in the sun for about half an yeah, hour. Yeah. Same yeah, but her, look, <laughs> her mum's black. My daughter's mixed race. Like, part well, of me wanted my daughter to say... You strong genes in you then. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Aryan <laughs> race genes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, part of me wants wanted me to say to my daughter, you should be wanting to stick up for her because of that. You should be wanting to... And then... Part of me understood that my daughter's confused. She doesn't really know, should I stand up? Like, I don't, I can't stand racism, but at the same time, where do I lie? Because she wasn't saying it to me. Was she offending every black person? Was she offending my granddad, who's a Jamaican immigrant? Was she, and my daughter then was just, so I kind of, part of me wanted my daughter to embrace the innocence of not knowing which side of the fence to be on. But part of me wanted her to feel like she could represent one or the other, you know? And it just it's like a, it just comes this mass mixing fucking pot of nobody knowing what they're meant to be standing for. People because are people are scared. They're too scared. Like even the two comments I made then, I deleted them on purpose. People are moaning about that. They say, "Oh, so Bradley's just said on Wes's podcast, black black people, which I never actually said, but that'll be what we said." Yeah. Or can make jerk chicken. It's just oh fucking hell, mate. Is it like you know what I mean? They'll take it all out the wrong way, and they they try and use it against me, and I just be like, prick. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that. The only thing you listen to a whole conversation was the one little bit you took it out. Like that's yeah. like a good way of putting it. You got a whole car. You take out the indicator. That's the only bit of the conversation you took. You yeah, missed yeah. out everything the else of the car. You took that, out the that context. Listen yeah. again, you thick twat. Yeah, yeah. And that is pretty much what um. On both sides, Tommy Robinson fans and on the other side, they both do it. They both fucking take little tiny bits of this, little tiny bits of that, and then make a whole story like newspapers do. Yeah. Newspapers do it all the time. So and so, so and so has done this, and then you read in, in a dream she had two months ago. Yeah. Last <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, so that never really happened. Yeah. It's, it's the same. They that's that's what they do when they have like a little media war, and it's it's amazing to do because I because that's why I always have to double check and read. Everything that I've read, like Tommy Robinson will share some of it. Tommy Robinson, Tommy, I can get it, the fuck out. Tommy Robinson will say something, and then he'll have, and then it'd be like a tiny little bit of truth in it. Then someone would print screen that, or record it, write it down, make a meme, and then send it about. And it's like, well, it is a tr- it is true, but it's only, it's been taken out of context. Which yeah. is pretty much a lot of things that I am not a religious man at all thank God for in that in no way at all thank, thank you Jesus yeah. <laughs> thank the Lord seven Hail Marys <laughs> 15 Our Fathers yeah. do you know what I mean I, I'm not a religious man at all and, and when I have like like such like, like I've met oh it's just fucking I don't want to say that and end up fucking getting shot no um, <laughs> you were abused mate it's fine it's not no, no, you could, it, that, it now that probably bad. not the place to bring it up but no it was just it's just like if you if you talk about religion it does fucking get you know people do get fired up I'm not religious but I was I was 
saying that this one guy, he was a Christian, and he was named, well, they call him Lulu, Andy Argo, his name is, they call him Lulu because he makes you want to shout, and the older people who get that. Just, <laughs> but, God, this, the guy's a cunt, like, yeah. you got help for sorry for him, because his IQ, like, must be, like, 30. I mean, that's like 36 less than Forrest Gump. <laughs> without any luck. And he's like, oh, everyone's life is a test. My mate just died in the car crash. Yeah, but it was a test. What? We passed his driving test, but he wasn't the kind of driving. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what happened there? Yeah. And then, and then it was just like, how's he going? And I had never friend die. And it was just like, he's like yeah, it's a test. God put us so, Like, he didn't get along for this test. What, yeah. about, what about babies that die? Well, what about the people that pray to God every single day and still die? It's, it's God's what, work. What about, Works in mysterious ways. Yeah, what about people that go out and get coked up every single weekend, drink, take heroin, never work a day in their life, don't pray and live to 112? Yeah. What about shit like that? Yeah, like on, these then. people... Explain that. These people it's can't explain test. it. It's, it, it's like, a, You can't because you can't comprehend God's you, true will because your mind will blow up. It's just... You can't because like, God's will, you don't understand. It's too much for you I to think they're in. like vegans, in it? So, if you want to be religious, I have no issue. No, Do you know I mean? You're looking for you a healthy. faith... Yeah, I mean, you're looking for a faith. <laughs> it's a faith system that you have, and I understand people need this faith, and it helps people, and it gets them through traumatic instances, and I'm sure it's done a lot of good over time, but... And I, I can sort of see that. But at the same time, if I choose not to indulge, your preaching of that is where it becomes the issue. Well, that and fucking kids. If you tell me that I'm going to burn in hellfire, you're a prick. Yeah, it's... Because that's offensive. Now I'm going to say to you, right, if I'm going to burn in hellfire, I'm going to have to threaten you now. Um, I'm going to cave your face in with a straight right. <laughs> Seuss one comes sooner. Yeah, you. Right, that's, it's like wishing in one hand and shitting in the other, isn't it? It's like yeah, exactly. Oh, right, now don't get me wrong, right? I hope there is a God, right? And I pray yeah. that there's a God, because that would be amazing. Because then on your deathbed, you've got no fear. Because you know you're gonna you're gonna miss some people, you know, like people you like. <laughs> yeah. And then do you know what I mean? But death would be quite comforting. Don't worry, I had a good life. Be it, you know, on to the next one. In heaven, I mean, you know, in some cases you get 72 virgins, but I divided 72 virgins by all eternity, and fuck me, you'd get bored. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mate, I, to be fair, I'd probably get bored with one virgin. Who wants a virgin? Mate. Who well, uses a virgin? I want to for, fucking teach in, someone. In all fairness. I'm 35 years old. I, if I'm you, fucking a girl, I want her to know. I want to be able to, there to be times it, when like, I don't have to do anything. Like... You gotta teach him from scratch. I've not I've got no time for right, this. I want a teacher no, 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 for a reason. You got, you got all eternity. But even Mate, so, that's never ending. You I'd stick with the first one. Only seventy-two with the first one. people. I'm all eternity. Yeah. Me, I'm getting bored of Emily. It's been two years. <laughs> two years. Now think of us now down to seventy-one. <laughs> right. You won the go. Well, fuck me. How I've quickly would you have moved on to the seventy-first? I'm like, fuck me. I'm on, I'm on seventy-two now, and she's a bit like. She's heavier than the others. That's I why just, she was picked I mean, last. Also, like two, <laughs> like two would be enough, and I'd be like, "Listen, can I rotate you both, like on a six-month cycle or something?" I don't want to teach seventy-two women. Mate, you're not fuck. getting what I'm saying. I don't want to. I, I get eternity. it. No, I get it. But it even so, matter. mate, you'd want to kill listen, them all. Listen, how long do you think it? Tra- how long do you think it would train a girl to fuck how you like to fuck? 
You got all eternity. <laughs> so it doesn't fucking matter. But listen, one, one really shit job. With teethy blowjob. 72 attempts. <laughs> even so. One really shit toothy blowjob. I'm a no, I don't want to have a blowjob for a while after that experience. I don't want to teach well, you. And how many shit blowjobs did it take for that one shit one to get good at it? Well, I mean, because you got one shit blowjob where she's toughy and that, then you got to explain to her, and then you got one that's not as shit. You're in heaven, then, right? And I'm sure, like with the other guys, because there's always seventy-two to one man. I mean, yeah, I'm sure you get. Well, you can have Sheila; she's a bit heavy. Now, I'll have Becky with the nasty teeth. Why? Because she's head, good like, at head, but because she's heavier, she's good ass. at head. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you got dirty Lexi across there, I'll swap her for like you know. Loose lips. Loose lips be good at the blowjob. Mustang Sally over there. <laughs> not because of the song, because you know she's a bit gassy. <laughs> I mean, it's just like what the fuck? How on earth? Hang on. So of these virgins, we're still we've still made up the fact that that we're very diverse. They can be virgins who are all exquisite. We've got no, well, a fat one, one with weird lips, one who know, farts a lot. Does it say in there that these 72 virgins are fucking absolute Mila Kunis or whatever it is? I've, it I mean, I've, it. I've not you read it. You there but... and it could be like fucking cellulite Sally and hippo-ass Helen. Do you know what I mean? It could be fucking But have bad. you got to train them? I can't, like, I'm well, not. got plenty of time, and I'm sure between 72 and they can Like these, even, even now in real life, guys put on Facebook, like, oh, if your missus has slept with over seven blokes, I'm like, she's warming up. Yeah. Send her to me when she's had yeah. 12. I don't want a girl who's well, fucked they, one guy well, who has, like, well, it's not any interest to me. I don't want a trainer. I'm not, like, like good. You've gone like, and you've experienced stuff. And then obviously, it, like, you know, when going to heaven, you're a ghost. Ghosts go through things, so. You know, I'm not saying if like, you need friction to blow your, your load sort of thing, and if you keep going through it, every time you can't quite touch your hard on, you just straight through it. You'd sum up my sex life. I, 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 I'm just saying, like, and like, you're going to need some magic, like a hell of an imagination to blow your load, do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's all I'm saying. And the, and in heaven, you know, because actually, according to the Bible, you know, I'm, I'm sure masturbating is wrong and. But fucking so 72 I, virgins, so, isn't so, it? So, if, so if, if I married Emily, I'd have to wait for that bitch to die before I could have sex again. Yeah, same Sorry. shit. Sorry. That's why I'm not religious. It's just because of that. Because if you marry Emily, I don't want to have to wait for her to die before I, I can have be, sex. I want to be Mormon. Do you? No, more, I, more of a man or Mormon? No, I just... For wives or some shit. Like, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, apparently Fuck so. Down, but yeah, Utah's the place. Your sister and your brother. Salt Lake City's the place, mate. Salt Lake Salt City's the place. Lake you want to be Mormon? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, know, I know a Mormon. I used, to, I used to live with them in America. I didn't know he was a Mormon. I, at the time, I didn't know what Mormonism was. But I had to chuckle as he was telling me. I said, mate, come the fuck on. You've been conned. Four wives, mate. Has he been conned? No, no, mate. <laughs> mate. Joseph Smith found a book with gold, gold-plated yeah. that only he could see and read or some shit. And then he'd come back and like, boys, come on. But see, I don't... So what's the benefits of Scientology? You don't like with science. I, I, I mean, don't you don't get the wives, do you? I mean, I I don't know don't what get, it like, is. It's like, oh, you got alien in you. What the fuck? The film Alien's good, but like, I have an alien in me. I don't know. I mean, I've seen the film Alien. And it comes out your chest. I'm yeah, like, it's <laughs> not any. There's nothing. I mean? I'm not sold on science yeah, no, or no, Mormonism. And four ass. wives. Listen, mate. I'm a single man. I can't settle down with one woman. Like four women in my house. I got a 17 year old daughter who lives with me, and it's the most frustrating thing in the world. Imagine having two of them here. 
Imagine having two women here. I can't. I don't like. I don't know how it would work. Honestly, See, I don't. I'm lucky. My Emily's like a little house elf, like Dobby. <laughs> but, but Dobby would have a you know better chance of like getting a decent man. And um, like I leave mess for her to keep her busy because otherwise she's just going crazy. She just, she just cleans my room. She You're a giver. I'm a giver. You're a giver. I like yeah, it. Yeah. I'm, I I don't take well. I mean, I tell Jack. Everything, yeah, of course. Every, Video makes of it as well to show and it. And then, then I add fifty percent. Yeah. Give Emily a kiss yeah. goodbye. So I just went down your system I, for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> you were only upstairs ten minutes. <laughs> Smell my breath. Time's relative, Jack. Time's <laughs> relative. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I wasn't the only one there. There was another nine. So. <laughs> <laughs> My, uh, this is the difference here. I've got a 17 year old daughter who doesn't do anything you've got an Emily who sounds like she does most things I mean that's obviously the difference it's house elf training yeah I mean try that with a 17 year old daughter it doesn't work I don't think it's not I think you've got, you got to have a woman who's got actual pride in herself at 17 years old the only thing my daughter's got pride in now is her car that is it, mate. There's no... She, my daughter would happily just stack plates up as long as she can eat and go straight back out and drive again. There's no... Exactly yeah, she has like no me. interest. That's why Emily, who I've trained, because I've, I've got all the turning out. 71 more to do, mate. Well, mate... 71 more of them to work through. If you, you trained one virgin. So, like, 71 to go. You're allowed to, like, hit them. So you hit her a few times, like, 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 like you know when you get like a cat and you rub its like face and shit. Like, no, that's what I'm doing, cats. It's like so you shit in my house again, Cosmo. You fucking furry twat. You're fucking <laughs> ringing your neck. Nah, <laughs> it's like with Emily when she's got dishes on the side. I have to put a face in it. Fucking clean your dishes now. I'll beat you. Do you know what I mean? See these dishes? I want to eat off these there. Get them fucking clean. Mate, all that, all that you've done there, mate, is shown me that you don't own enough dishes. Mate. If you can't eat off the one dish, definitely no, clean this dish or we can't eat later. I mean, <laughs> most dishes come in packs of four. Oh, <laughs> mate. Well, I, I, I literally quickly put a jumper on, quickly go to the garage, get a bottle of wine, come back, she puts it in the washing room. What the fuck? <laughs> That's a perfectly clean jumper. You just yeah. aged 10 fucking mate, years. I, have, I can't have much sympathy for you, mate, because no fucker does my washing. If I, my, dirt, my jumper could be 26 weeks full of filth. Nobody's picking it up and washing it for me. What I'd give for a woman to rewash an already clean jumper, mate. mate the plight is not, not, not... Not when you want to fucking wear it. Very little sympathy. Oh, I'm freezing cold. Oh, that jumper I put on earlier. What? Oh, it's soaking fucking wet. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I fucking hell. I just wait for it to dry. I mean, I can understand somewhat the frustration, but my sympathy is somewhat limited, mate. And when mate, I have to do all my own washing. But then, like, then the cheeky bitch the other day, like, this is like, you know, this is why I can see why husbands, not, like, you know, and, and women as well, kill their partners. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I can see why they do it. Like you know, like when the dishes aren't done, and I come back, it's like, oh my goodness gracious! Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you're not even doing a real course. You had one college. job. You had one job. You're not even doing a real. The other day, she's praying the stones and shit, doing this beauty course, putting stones on people. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> putting stones on what people. What the fuck? She's pebble dashing people as part of a beauty course. Yeah, that's what? like that's some weird Japanese fetish. You know, they shit on the fucking table, pebble dashing. <laughs> but no, it's like, hang on a minute, you're going to. 
the government pays <laughs> for you to get Tax to college. Taxpayers are paying. So, in a I'm paying for your and education. You to go home and put a fucking red stone on someone's back and go, ooh, you're lacking vitamin D. <laughs> no, mate, I can see by the skin tone that you haven't been in the sun. <laughs> oh, but this green one. Oh, you haven't had enough carbs. Oh, it doesn't month. sound like you've been paying attention to Emily's homework. What were those fucking stones then? She had stones. She won't answer because she's the best. Because she knows I'm telling the truth. She was like, spiritually, at college, spiritually, this is taxpayers' money. I pay tax too. I know. I fucking hate it. Right? For her to put stones and like say, oh, this is going to heal you. No, it fucking won't. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like... Mate, I'm not making... It's like Mystic Meg's school for fucking idiots. I'm not lying to you, mate. That is a, a real thing. Stones on people to cure... Mate. I mean, oh, has it got the, a name? What's the name of this course? I, this is fucking some beauty course or something she's doing. What's the name mate. of the course you're doing, Emily? I'm doing um, my MVQ like, beauty therapy. So she, so she gets qualified. But stone people. No, She's qualified. Chakra. Oh, the chakra stones. Why didn't you say it makes more sense <laughs> now? Uh, I watch, no, you didn't say it was to cleanse the chakra, Because, mate. because I watch um, anime, like all, when, I, when I think of like chakra, I'm like, fucking out Naruto, what a badass fucking anime that is. I and, have no idea about anime. And, and that's not... going to be my next sleeve on my leg. And then I'm like, that, they didn't even heal their chakra I've like never that seen in... Dragon Ball. I've never it seen it. Is it a TV program? Is it anime? Fuck. Yeah, I've never mean? seen it, mate. Yeah, <laughs> but it's only the intelligence. Like the first sign of like low intelligence is laughing at your own jokes or not watching Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> 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 no, it's just... It's like, wow. When you say chakra, I'm just like, you're full of shit. Oh, 100%. Yeah. You are full you, of shit. So when you're I will hurt, get you a red bull and you will feel like, oh, fuck me, that's your chakra. Yeah, oh, when you it's mate. let's say you're training for a fight and you go into somewhere for like some physio treatment or a massage and somebody goes, okay, well we're gonna start by attention on your on, you. on your shack. You're gone. <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> no, listen, this is obviously for women with knitting injuries or something. And there's mate. no two ways, but no fighter is getting his shack for cleanse pre-fight. Mate, you're pre, full like of pre-fight shit, medical. Mate. Have you yeah. had uh, so it your just... blood pressure's up a little bit? Well, I had my chakra done last mate. week. You're full of shit. If Jessica Alba come up to you and go, oh, your pelvic bone needs a lot of chakra. (laughs) (laughs) Put in stone. I'm in. I'm in, but I do not expect to be healed. I expect to come out there with injuries. If I don't leave with an injury, she's not done it right. (laughs) Your little flick knife will go, oh, we have a mountain. I've accepted that I'm going to... What rock is this? It's my dude. I've accepted that I'm going to leave sword and I went in. Definitely. Jessica Alba could do anything to me there's not there's no I would end up in a saw well, video oh, for now, Jessica now Alba now we're getting on like a real fucking bad subject like what was the minimum things that you would do for money like, what was the, sorry what is the minimum amount of money you Mate, would do for I, do I would do things for a bet more so than money I'm like a pride guy if someone's like you know, like Mate, the money. If someone, like, if someone said to me, "Oh, I bet you just suck that dick," I'd be like, "No." But if someone goes, "I'll give you a hundred million, let's say, is that my dad's? Oh, fuck me, unless a hundred million. Is that my dad's? <laughs> for a hundred million, I'd enjoy it. <laughs> so, eye contact with yeah, the father for a hundred million. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's no eye contact. It would be a lot focus. less than a hundred million for something like that. Hundred million. 
Yeah, a lot less. I'll have 100 blokes at a million each for that. Yeah, 100, <laughs> definitely. million quid, you'd suck a dick. All family members. Fuck people are, people say all the time, like, yeah, but for a million quid, you got to live with your... Yeah, I live with my... 100%. I tell people. My people are like, oh, 100 million, but you can keep it... A million, but you can keep it quiet. I'm... T- Listen, I want. I'm gonna suck your dick so good that I want you to tell people you're gonna talk about me. You're gonna There's bring no squeeze about it. There's a million pound each. You take your friends. You are <laughs> talking for every woman you meet from here on out. You're gonna compare to me. You're gonna send them my way to teach you how to suck a dick for a million quid. I'll be like that dirty Bristolian fucking. For a million quid, I'm practicing. That's right. I'm not going in unpracticed for a million quid. For a million quid, I'm gonna make sure I've warmed up. I'm ready to go. My coach was on about it. Yeah, the halftime of Super Bowl on live TV for that. The World Cup final. Halftime of. They're gonna cancel the Super Bowl. This is gonna be a ninety-minute blowjob. They're not gonna they're not squeezing this into a <laughs> Tina Turner fucking song. This is fucking no way. I'm taking you just <laughs> to the point where you think it's over, and I'm bringing you back down again. <laughs> a million stroke. quid, yeah, <laughs> definitely. A million quid, fucking. I want to leave with a permanent speech impediment. There's no fucking five-minute Super Bowl interval. <laughs> 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 I have a lift. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah, I'm sucking your dick like you've <laughs> never had a dick sucked before. I'll have, Honestly, I'll have fucking every STI all over my face. Fucking oh, hell, mate. it would even bother me. I, I, I yo, you won't kiss me. With this, mate. Oh, uh, just, I'm actually swiping. Honestly, swipe money on the mate. Floor. I would have it as my. You would have it as my <laughs> Facebook video. No on Facebook, you can have profile <laughs> videos. No, that would be my profile video. <laughs> Without no. a doubt, no two ways uh, right. I'm not. Mate, yeah, like I just. I remember my, my, I must say a friend, a guy I know, Ben Smith, <laughs> he's actually in charge of the Smith fighting system. <laughs> the Smith fighting system? Yeah, SFS. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I could talk about him for hours. What were we just talking about again? Talking <laughs> dick. But, yeah, for said, a million I, quid. I, I said to him, I said, what's the minimum amount of money you took it for? He goes, there's not enough money in the world. I said, right, you're a cunt. We'll start, yeah. we'll start again first of all you're, you're a liar you're a liar 100% we'll start again yeah. I wouldn't do it I said mate a billion no mate I said right you wouldn't do it for a billion right I would get that out of the way now yeah straight up and I'd admit I don't care anyone in the world I don't care right but I would ring you up from my yacht oh I'd yeah bring, wait, wait wait I would ring you up from my yacht like Pablo Escobar on the bottom deck waiting for me <laughs> with my own personal band in Drake up there rapping for me while I'm smoking a cigar with some guy waving a palm leaf over me and I would ring Ben up and say I've blown up my great big 10 grand Cuban cigar great cunt chops I've invited everyone else over apart from you because you said you would do it I'd work <laughs> I hope it's wet you cunt yeah. <laughs> and also also, it comes down to two things A how much would you suck dick for and B how much would would you admit that you would suck dick for because I'm saying I'd suck dick for a million quid but to be mate, fair 500 grand's in front of my face no, mate, I mean mate, 500 grand in, mate, in mate, five pound notes is a lot of money right Jack Hagelin I'm going to nail this fucker now right how much a million quid right no it's called cash chat. No one knows about it. Like, so as soon as you say no one else knows, it's like it goes from like a million to like, like twenty grand. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we've just lost nine hundred and eighty thousand, right? That's like 
five houses. Yeah. Right, so now Jack's like a rent for a year in a one bedroom flat <laughs> in Swansea. Right. <laughs> and a two for Tuesdays right, every so, Tuesday. So, so now we're not done too well without a twenty grand. I'm like, mate, that's bullshit. I reckon five grand in the two briefcases full of fives. Because <laughs> that's all that's going to be. Yeah. You're if not fitting two briefcases for five grand. notes yet, we're going to be on that. Maybe a few coins in there. Ching, ching. That as well. I said, right, I'll tell you what then. A camp in America for 12 weeks and some spending money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Three grand. So that's about three grand. Fuck. I said, yes, it is, mate. He said, you fucking dirty animal. <laughs> uh, but to be fair, mate, there's some guys out there whose dick I'd rather suck than some women's fannies I'd rather lick. Definitely, there's I some women not... out there, and I look at them and I think, I would not want to. And then, like, you take David Beckham, right? I'm get high, he looks like a hygienic guy. He's quite good looking. He's got he's his own like, fragrance. He's going to smell exquisite, we know that. Like, I understand, he probably washes quite frequently. You've got, and then you've got some of these fucking people from, like, I don't know, like, I can't stop eating programs and stuff. Would you rather liquor fanny? Never. Or would you rather suck David Beckham's dick? No money involved. I'd rather suck his dick. It's not... It's, definitely. It's, like, it's not got to be intimate. It's just in your mouth for now. But I'll make it intimate she, rather than she, lick. She that has, definitely she hasn't not... washed her pussy in months because it's covered over. Oh, because she can't it see just, it. That leaks down a roll of fat down the oh. side of her leg to get into the toilet. Yeah, she there's actually, definitely... She actually puts her foot in the toilet when she pisses. There's men's penises out there who I would voluntarily suck yeah. over licking certain I mean, vaginas. Been, I, you know, I'm not saying I've been down on a lot of women but I was going to say men I went, I went, I was I went, I've been down on a lot of men but there's like, been a uh, few there was one particular one it was like licking a 9 volt battery and I'm guessing the rest of it was quite up together or do you want to I mean, I, so imagine if it was I, mean, a, I wouldn't have took it home otherwise let's be serious yeah exactly you don't want to I mean I, just, I, I took yeah. it home drunk the next day <laughs> yeah like, I mean, what happens if we get pulled over I said it's worth it <laughs> 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 that's a joke I don't drink <laughs> Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, my, my monetary value, mate, would be quite low compared to many. I think just out of pride, mate, I'd just be thinking, yeah, you watch it. this, Money's watch, money, hold my beer, watch this. Money <laughs> is money, and people they say money can't buy you happiness. No, but money makes you happy. Yeah, make you a lot. I've been buying me a lot of picky mix, and I've never mate, been sad eating a picky mix. Mate, oh, I mean, that's the way the fucking. You, oh, you can't buy me happiness. Here's 50 grand. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. I may not be happy, but I'm chirpier. I'll tell you what, let's go to... Uh, yeah. Let's go to the mall. Cribs, and let's just spend away for the next half an hour. Yeah, then yeah. when you're miserable again, when it's not there. But it made you happy to start off with. Momentarily, right. yeah. I mean, listen, I'll, I'll get loads of money. I'll spend loads of money. It means nothing to me. But at the same time, I know when I've got more money than I've not got money... I'm freer to do the things that I want to. So I'm never going to be the guy who chases money because I can't give a fuck about it, but I'd rather have some than not have any. Definitely. And so if I've got more of that, I'd rather have that than having less. De definitely. I'm never going to be the guy who's going to be saving and saving and saving. I'm going to be the guy who's going to be, you know, I got like, I drive a fucking 500 pound car, but I've got 10 grand worth of paraglider sat in there. You know, so my priorities are different. I spend my money on the things that I enjoy doing, you know? So I I'm never going to need billions of pounds. It's, it's like me and I drive drive around in like a two grand car, but like I got about 
10 grand worth of airsoft rifles at <laughs> What? So what's airsoft? Yeah, it's like people that aren't good enough for the real army that want to play it for... So you shoot each other? Yeah, it's fucking... It's like paintball, but good. Does it hurt? No, it's not nice. No? It depends. I, I mean, I, I, I'm i a fucking tall geek, mate. I wear all 511 tactical shit. Everything yeah. I wear, I'm like dressed up like some special ops operative. Walking around with two pistols. Like What's the work. setting like? Is it just like a big warehouse with like inflatables? Well, I, go or... to the one, I, I go to the one in um, Bristol Courts. What's it like Bristol inside? Court. Well, you know, got prison cells at the bottom and courts at the start. You know? But what, what, what's the interior like now inside? Just how it was before? Just, yeah. They just so just storming those, rooms and stuff? Yes, mate. It's fucking epic. Sounds good. How long does it last? At each battle, I guess you'd call it? I don't know. Well, you can, you can either take the team out, which I have done once on my own. Not to, <laughs> I, it was a freak accident. They had no idea, but I won. I took the whole team out on my own. It's like Steven Seagal and every film he's in there. And like, basically, uh, you've ever seen Under Siege 2? Out of I've seen Under Siege 2. No, Under Siege, sorry. The yeah, but the one with the, where she comes out of the cake. Yeah, the one about, on the, yeah, yeah, the train's yeah. Under Siege 2. Yeah, that's the shit one. Well, basically, I'm him and that when I'm just, I'm just like an emotionless chef and then I get my airsoft kit on and just fucking ex-Navy seal everyone. Do you um, do that <laughs> thing as well where you like dress in a dressing gown and never break walking speed? Like Steven Seagal does. <laughs> it's an emergency and Steven Seagal's just strolling. Normal like jog for teacher pace to everything. And then, and then he like snaps limbs with yeah I've never known anyone die from a wrist lock no. <laughs> but he, he kills people with wrist locks mate I've tried to see an Aggie people on the door and I can barely get them over my head because you just slip to the side he's like throwing people over kitchen cabinets with two fingers something tells me this isn't real they all know how to break for too it's amazing how all these bad guys and you'd have taught them not to well, That's why the fight's over, they break forward. If only they wouldn't have, they'd have been up and at them. the wrist control, <laughs> never let go of the wrist. You'll get a wrist slot, you'll twist them, and they'll land on the red, and they go, ugh. And then on the second time, you'll come in, and you'll, you'll like snap their arm, and go to like an immediate, like snap their knee, and then, and then snap, why don't you break the next shit away? Yeah, first, like, first thing. Fuck, you had him in a headlock the whole time, why don't you yeah. break every bone in the body, then snap his It's almost neck. like it's not real. I know. But I say airsoft thing sounds quite cool. Mate. So you, are you like a member of a team or are you just going on no, your own or how does it work? Lone wolf. Lone wolf. <laughs> <laughs> like a terrorist So you can just cell. go and sign up. You can just walk into the place and be like, I want to do airsoft in, today. Do it, yeah. you got to get that. Well, you haven't got to get that your car or bullshit. It's just a bunch of pussy airsoft just sticking together. But you can go get um, an airsoft gun whenever you want and just go play. They do look identical. Don't take it outside your house. Yeah. It'll look, and like some of them are metal, full metal. Like, I spent fucking thousands on mine thousands fucking. So you just, and what, what are the bullets like they're little uh, six mil BBs oh okay right like, yeah we go along play little war games and I just fucking love that oh yeah I got some venom in me mate. so you can just turn up and just hope that there's a match going on just, is there like a time is, schedule mate, or there is always a match on it's fucking packed and then you just jump in yeah, you get you got to do that shitty rules, man. Every time, for sure. How many times can you get shot? You once you're shot, you're out. Once you're shot, you go respawn, come back. Oh, I know it's so much better than paint, wasn't it? <laughs> you only go like get all pissed up, and you go to, like a fucking shitty stag do, and you're like, oh yeah, thank you, my bad, paint paintball in. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, God, skip me to the pub for fuck's sake. Do you know what I mean? It does sound And then like you get shot, but you don't want to pretend you're hit because you don't. It'd be play. over. Yeah, yeah. In airsoft, just yeah, hit, run off. Honestly, everything amazing. I like airsoft. I actually watch videos on airsoft, so that shows you. I've got more interest in that than MMA, mate. Uh, yeah. If you ever go airsoft, 
borrow my guns. Yeah, I will. Because I, I'm like just OCD. remember, just remember, they're bad ass as fuck. They're all upgraded to shit. Can I not just <laughs> I take was... my two four three car rifle? Well, that's just more of a massacre, I, I, I guess. I, I don't know if they're caught take their hits because it's not got enough hitting power. Because a real man uses three oh eight. <laughs> so, so I don't know if you need to go past their fake armour but mine mine right I got an actual 511 tack vest it was like 180 quid I got everything's yeah. real none of mine's fake you can get like all the fake cheap aftermarket shit mine is real I go on I go to 511 tactical in America and I buy 511 tactical stuff I buy fucking Crytek I buy all the top of the range shit Bring it back. You fucking geek out on this stuff, I am, man. mate. I'm a oh, like, I feel like I'd love it, but like I'm massively, massively OCD. Like, when I started paragliding, so generally people paraglide about about 50 hours a year is about average. I've never done less than 270 hours a year. I bought got like the best fucking paragliders with my rifle. When I was choosing which rifle to buy, mate, I'm not kidding you. Six, seven hours a day reading reviews, reading every mate, forum post, looking at the uh, videos. Like, so I'm... Um, Come on, what am I like? And you're the same with airsoft. When it comes to airsoft, mate, before I buy a gun, I have to read everyone's review. Then I have to make sure that cunt doesn't work for that yep. fucking And then comparisons. And then I have to compare, like, what oh, is, is this versus this? And you want to watch. Is, he this, is this cunt being shaky with his right hand conveniently with that gun? Well, this guy's sponsored by Red Wolf. And then it's me. <laughs> you fucking shithouse rat. You fucking sellout cunt. <laughs> and you're like, you nearly made me buy this. I always buy Japanese. Fucking <laughs> done. Oh, so generally, I think I'm going to buy a gun, and then I go through five weeks of fucking research Mate, to go back and figure that, out I'm going to buy the gun that I was looking at. Was the easiest decision of my yeah. life. It was like that is fucking sexy. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Remington 700. Good. I know they used to use that in the police force and the. Yeah. Um, like so that the, basically, my my rifle built on the uh, built to built on the basis of a Remington 700 but it's built by a company called Bagara who are like world famous for their barrels they make AR-15 barrels you have to shame me and I'll get it out in a minute yeah, yeah. Um, Woodstock I didn't want composite composite's better for stalking and stuff because of the wet but I just like wood I, and like my <laughs> all my gun wood. slip and stuff's leather and stuff <laughs> Jack hates it when I do <laughs> so yeah I'm like a traditionalist I like everything to look Really nice and stuff, you know, but composite, I just couldn't get I don't, on. With. I like the prostate, I don't, I don't like, I like you like composite, I like everything fucking Rambo y, military as yeah, fuck. Yeah. I want to be a ghost, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mate. My mate is fat as fast, yeah. He's gonna name my mate James Smith. He's like, fucking now you've named him. If he was a foot could have been another fat no, mate. I've only got one fat mate. If, if he was a foot tall, he'd be round, and he calls himself, was that a shadow stalker? Was it, was it, was it, no, no, Shadow Maker. Shadow Stealth, was it, was it? it's just like, mate, you are the Shadow, like. Yeah, Shadow Maker. Mate, he's just like, oh my God, he's, he's fucking so funny, taking him out of airsoft, he's got like, he gets fucking savage. Like, I'm he, coming airsoft. The problem is, he, he gets shot, it stings, right, and he's like, ah, oh, and it's like, and he hears, zoop, 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 he's like, ah, fucking hell, and then you hear some kind of, Oh, that's just it. It's normally me, but he doesn't know. <laughs> I remember once I was hidden under this fucking board. He couldn't see me. I looked left, looked right. And I had like this proper, like, people on here. Well, some of them might play airsoft. Mark 23 so You don't play airsoft, mate. Right. And I literally, I live it. <laughs> mate. Literally... Airsoft's not a game, mate. mate. You don't play airsoft. No, no this is competitive. <laughs> and I thought, right, I'm going to shoot this fat cunt, right? <laughs> right, right. 
bang, he shot me. He's like, fucking hell, like, I thought, you cheating cunt, not taking your hits. <laughs> He's like, fucking no, that's you, you. Mr. Mess is angry now. <laughs> I'm coming and fucking playing. Come over here, you fucking. And then you just hear him, like, fucking, the sound of BBs on the downstairs. Like, but then you hear the grenades go off, and it's a 9 mil blank. I was almost going to wear earphones they, yeah, you shouldn't have to yeah. of course and then you've got the gas blowbacks which are poof, poof, and they rattle as well the guns aren't quiet then when you're downstairs in the cell man, I get such an adrenaline rush I get scared people in cells on my own yeah and then I, I go ghosts. MMA mode on people like, like fucking some cunt tried stabbing me with a plastic knife I was like my fighting instincts kicked in it was like son like that and then, I, and then like I get so competitive I'm a competitive guy but like Fucking hell, you just shot me. And then they said, yeah, take that, you cunt. That's it. (laughs) Fucking red mist. What did you fucking say, you stupid fucking nerdy cunt? (laughs) And I'm like, whoa. I bet he doesn't. I bet he doesn't read up on how airsoft works and how. Who's the real nerd? And then, like, I, this was another thing I used to do in MMA back in the day. Like, dress up like I never played before. And then you and I had a sleeper gun. It was like nine hundred quid. Well, I, I bought the gun for like two fifty, and then just took all the internals out and put all modded ones back in as a sleeper. Turn up in like some night trainers for speed. Like, because they're, 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 like, they're like, you can't run, yeah, if you're a fucking pussy. <laughs> but if you trip over, it's your own liability. If you trip over, you're a cunt. Like, like, I, run out, I run all the time and I like, never trip over. I'm going like, to be alright. It's like, mate, it's because the BBs are slippery as fuck, but it's, I don't give a fuck. That's why you got to wear the night trainers. What are they called? The ones I got? Fucking Air Max 97s or some shit. You know, yeah, yeah. JD cost China, TN like, sort of thing. 900 quid or something. Yeah. Prepare fucking trainers. <laughs> yeah. And I get all competitive running around. I'm wearing like jogging bottoms because I don't want to like, you know, got to be comfortable. Yeah. And then on top I've got this like 180 quid fucking tactical vest with like every patch is top of the range oh, round yeah. with spare magazines. I've got like commando face paint I, on and stuff. No, not inside. It's pointless. <laughs> but I wear... But yeah, but you look good. But, but I've got a full face mask because it hurts so much. I guess how close I get to people I, I run at them none of this long range shit and I only use pistols now I was all about and I, I wanted um, I got a friend in the SAS so I had um, a coach in boxing actually and he like he was yeah he was on I, so I thought right I'm going to get an SAS up mate fuck off you can't get anything like an SAS every cunt in the world has already bought the fucking SAS kit, you can't get anything. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, right, I'll have the guns. I've got a high power browning. What a fucking piece of shit that was. And then I had a fucking MP5, and I realised quite quickly this is not the gun for me with being six foot with a 77 inch reach. Yeah. This little MP5, the stock wouldn't go out long enough and all this shit, and it was just hard yeah, to use. Yeah, but- and then Jim, then Jim was showing me how to use a bungee instead of that. Oh, like, yeah, she so just let it go and go straight so, for so yeah. straight for the bungee, and like, yeah. that was quite cool. And then I was like, right, I'm going to buy a, a... Everyone was raging about Tokimuri, this Japanese brand. So I'm definitely fucking getting this. Fucking getting this. It's the best one. Plastic, that. Fucking got it. Put the wrong magazine in one gas, blew the cunt up straight away. Like, you fucking oh. piece of shit. And then I got another one, and it was the best. I was like, how did I have any other gun when these Japanese ones fired dead straight forever? You only like, like one gun and you're competing. Oh man, I'd carry three. 
Hand grenades. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a plastic Shut knife. Up. Just can't run because of the weight. You're just like, oh mate, I'm a machine. <laughs> a plastic it, knife. It, 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 that's why I know if the other team is cheating, because I'm like, right, I got, I like, got to climb up these stairs as fast as you can in full kit and get there. So like, if they get there before me, I know they're cheating. Especially yeah. when it's that old man. I mean, this <laughs> old man gets there and he's like, all like some old hambo. <laughs> Professor Clump comes around the corner and he beats me and he shot me before I got there. You fucking cheated. Because I sprinted up those fucking stairs. <laughs> I know I'm fit. I'm a fucking athlete. Do you know what I mean? Airsoft I get fans are one. If you fucking cheat, mate, that's it. I will fucking nearly fight you. Yeah, I'm I'll, not I'm not afraid. Get if we're gonna listen, it might be war, but there's rules. We're fine by the rules of war. I'm the same as you. I won't I won't If I you shoot, shoot me, you. I will take it straight up. Yes, yeah. I've been hit. Yeah. But if I hit you and you turn around and shoot me and then go, Oh, we both died at the same time. Right? We've got to have a duel now with our fists. Knowing <laughs> right, full well I'm gonna win. They can't see I got cauliflower ears blowing my mask. They, they can't see my broken. They can just about see my frame. And I got a funny frame. I never look muscular, especially when you're wearing a fucking tap vest. Especially in your way in pictures. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, right, motherfucker, you wanna go? But luckily, it all, that all got. That was actually a real story. It all kicked off. Yeah. And luck, and I was gonna smash his face in for real. But luckily, like I. Had, James Levin coming over pulling me away and all you don't want to be getting banned from fucking airsoft either I can't imagine there are too many places that's my favourite site mate fuck off airsoft is one of the fastest growing sports in the world what mate my gun collection I had like 15 didn't I I had um, I had Rem I wish I'd done airsoft I had a Remington 700 yeah I had that and I gave it to my mate from the SES. He spray painted it all up, camoed it up the lot, fucking a mecca, and then sent it off to Red Bull Fairsoft. They upgraded all the internals and it was going 80 yards. I was like, people yeah. tapped though, yep, from 80 yards. It would go 100, but they wouldn't feel it. Yeah, yeah. And, then, um, and then I was like, right, well, I better get a pistol. I love it that you just, it's an honesty thing. I love it that you just put your hand up, yeah, I'm done, boom, go out, respawn, boom. 100 pounds for my pistol. Fucking hell, mate. And then I got it back and it was still not as good as my Japanese one. Jesus. I thought, you can't. Everything <laughs> you, Japanese, man. Everything I got is Tokimarui, or yeah. one of them's made from Taiwan, but they're the best for because it's metal. Japanese, the law is they can only have plastic. Yeah. So the pistols is great, but why would you want a plastic gun? So yeah. I get, um, obviously, some rifles are made of that, you know, the hard plate in real life, but, yeah. mate. I want a fucking HK416 and I want a Heckler and Cock, baby. That fucking pisses me off. Cock. Heckler and Cock. Yeah. And it's actually got like the cock and lever on it. When you run out of ammo, the fucking lever stays back. Full replica. Until you put the next mag in, bam, slam it forward. Mate, it's fucking sick. How much is ammunition? Oh, fuck, mate. Fuck, like a tenner for like fucking. 10,000. Oh, fucking nothing. <laughs> Mate, it's not like paintball, whereas like the, the, the fucking cost of the world. For everyone listening, come play fucking Airsoft. I'm coming to play Airsoft, definitely. Right. I like the sound of it. We'll probably have to leave it as that now because we're waffling on about Yeah, airsoft. I reckon we're going to have to... Yeah. We're three hours and we're, 15. The only thing is if you keep going any longer, people stop listening. Oh, yeah. About yeah. three hours is about a cut-off, otherwise people stop listening anyway. Yeah, but, um, and it means we've got loads to talk about after we go to Airsoft and I shoot you. Mate, So I'm good. I've never been. No, I mean, like, I Jim took me out, shipped me in a clear room, yeah. stuff like that. But you got a problem with airsoft, because it's not real bullets, you, you don't have to do it the way they do it. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't go upstairs in real life. Yeah, yeah. You don't charge stairs, because you just get, like, destroyed. Yeah, of course, yeah. But in airsoft, it fucking sucks. Because the problem is, when you walk out, this is my 
perfect example. You walk in that for airsoft, your quad goes tight. <laughs> yeah. And then it's a like, <laughs> and then there'll be a guy next to you and the guy's fucking shit shot. <laughs> Will it draw, can it draw blood? Oh, fuck me, it's it's pissed like skin. You know, it in England sorry, sorry. In England it's not too bad because you're only allowed five hundred feet per second yeah. on a point two gram. BB, yeah. but if you start going to Norway and shit, mate, have you not been on YouTube and seen it? No, I'm it's going like, to after this though. Mate, go on YouTube Definitely. right now. I want to show you something. <laughs> you need to see like the Novrich highlight reel. He's now a self-made millionaire. What's his name? Novrich. Oh, I thought you said Novrich. Mate, come on. <laughs> after the conversation we've just had, uh, right. Shane Mansfield will be straight on that. I can't wait. But now I'm not Airsoft, in UFC. Man. I just threatened to smash his face in. You'll be challenged to an airsoft duel. Oh, just, right, so what am I putting? Just put on oh, me day. Oh, oh yeah, straight to the top of the stairs and turn right. Okay. You don't want you don't want to see now he's endorsed his own sniper rifle. Have a look at just one of the like little highlights, highlight that they are. Woodland as well. I mean this is amazing. Oh, the problem is, I know I fucked up now because now. That's his brand new gun as well. It's like 700 quid altogether, but it's fully upgraded. You have to touch it. That guy's probably 50 yards away. That's what you put. Like. That is a. Got like a fully fluted barrel, everything. Just, mate, that's my. Uh, that's what my Magpul's got. <laughs> yeah, boy. Varmint. What's wrong with the thick barrel? What they call them? Varmint? No, what do they call them? With the thick barrels? Heavy barrel? Yeah, heavy. I've got a heavy barrel on the Magpul, too. Yeah, I show you what gun I got next. My side, I, I, I mine was better than this. Mine was like a grand. <laughs> this is crazy. That's not including scope and stuff. Oh. <laughs> Mate, it's so fucking sick. <laughs> it looks awesome. You like the idea of stalking too? Yeah. So Warminster, what's that from here? An hour? Yeah, yeah, top. No, yeah. a bit more. I mean, no, because no, no, I, fly, I paraglide it at Westbury all the time. Yeah, so. yeah, you go there, mate. You can play there in Warminster, and this time of year is amazing because all the fucking leaves are going. Yeah, yeah. Right, and you can hide and sit wearing yeah. like um, wearing a darker camo, lay down, so, like see this. He's not wearing much. You don't need to wear what people think. So they no one to see you there, mate. Yeah, yeah. You can pick him off at 80 yards all day long. It's fucking wicked. Right, listen, we got we better end this. Um, mate, it's been wicked. Thank you very oh, much sorry. for coming on. Um, I'm going. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you got anything said? Do you want to say anything? Thank anyone or anything, or you just fuck everyone? Oh, I'm still on that. I yeah, yeah. I oh, mate, you still recording? Yeah. Hey, I thought you'd stop last no. watching your videos. No, we'll go now. We'll, we'll I mean, get it off. Edit that bit out. <laughs> Fucking, you should have told me that. <laughs> no, don't worry. Right, no, what real, we are? I, I, I was going to show you the random videos. No, don't it. worry. We're fine, mate. Dev what were? So, right, well, sorry, we just showed him a Novich video. Then showing him shooting. People are looking up. Awesome. Yeah. Mate, yeah. yeah thanks for coming on. No problem, mate. Just and we'll get another one in. done soon. So Fuck yeah, see you again. Shoes on his shirt.